7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Let me just start by saying pundits really sucked last night. <laughs> it was awful. Welcome to the show. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick, the weekend edition, broadcasting live on RadioForHumans.com worldwide. And, of course, uh, Rain for Freedom's blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble the Swamp. Welcome to the program. Oh. And, of course, uh, Joe Santorsa. Uh, Joe, I got some bad news. I'm, I'm really sorry to have to break this to you, but... I got some information uh, about you from from Donald Trump, and uh, it's this. And he doesn't come from Scranton. No, yeah, I found this out. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, so Joe, who doesn't Santorsa, who doesn't come from Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome to the program. Full disclosure: I'm here in Osha. I cannot believe that Joe Joseph Robinette Biden had the nerve to abandon the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania at the age of 10. <gasps> what a horror show. Jesus. Uh, I'm no sorry. No loyalty I at all. I mean, Jesus. God. Uh, oh, and we got another one. We got another one from Biden last night. Uh, this one. Come on. Come on, folks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, the he he truly is expressing the exasperation of the nation. I, I I believe so, and I'm feeling cautiously optimistic, especially after this last debate. But let me let me tell you something. Last night, when I tried to watch the follow up after the debate, um, all the punditry was just awful. It, it's like uh, I don't know what kind of shit show CNN was doing. But they kept bouncing between studios, and it seemed like, you know, nobody was, you know, prepared. It was, I mean, there was one good moment from Jake Tapper last night, which I want to I start off with. Um, and, uh, it, 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 but after that, I mean, yes, there were some, there were some good points made uh, by... Um, Oh, what's Abby? Abby's name was on with Tapper. I can't. Why can't I remember her last Abby name? Abby Phillips. Abby Phillips. Yeah, Abby Phillips made some great points. Uh, Dana Bash made some okay points. You know, uh, Tapper was he was kind of scatterbrained. I don't know what was going on with him. And then, you know, uh, uh, but it just was a bad production. I, I expected so much more. Uh, I flipped on, flipped on MSNBC and I kind of felt about the same. Go ahead, Rain. Did you watch? Um, okay, when did you flip onto MSNBC? I don't exactly remember, but it was it was because bad, and I, I flipped it off. Actually, I'm going to tell you something. I really enjoyed watching Joanne Reed, and Rachel Maddow, and Nicole Wallace. I turned it off once Brian Williams came on. 
Yeah, I think it was Williams when I when I flipped over to it because it was kind of late by the time I was able to to get to stuff because I was uh, talking to some people online after the because uh, we had a watch party over here last night. So, um, but uh, but yeah, so. Uh, but but this this is the one one good bit of punditry I saw from last night, and uh, you know, and it's just a fact, and it and it should have been driven home further and and harder by a lot of people. Okay, I want to ask you a couple things about about things that you've you've done on the campaign trail. Joe Biden, as we all know, has worked to overcome. Oh shit! A st- that is the wrong. Uh, wait a second. Sleazy. Oh, no, no, no. There it is. Sorry. Here it is. Can I just say one other thing about the um, the Gates McBright, Mc, uh, McBreitbart nonsense McBreitbart. that Trump's used that like this <laughs> little code words that, you know, uh, make Hannity's pins uh, shine at specific moments when he utters them. The president, even though he he leaned into it a little bit, but he didn't really go full bore. Yeah. Which I think was wise or at least not stupid. Um, it was pretty stupid still. He, he is running the single most negative sleazy campaign in american history for a major party candidate now it used to be that people would be negative that says something and, well people it used to be people would be negative and you could always say well don't forget the campaign against dukakis or or historians like Beschloss or whatever would come on and say you know in 1800 jefferson had pamphleteers who accused john adams of being a hermaphrodite or whatever <laughs> The campaign that Trump and his allies in the media and his members of his family and the Trump allied uh, websites and such are leveling with charges so heinous, I'm not even going to say them. Just nonsense, crap, tied into QAnon, tied into Pizzagate, tied into the worst things you could say about a person with no evidence, just completely made up, is so disgusting and so beneath what this election should be. And I just want viewers at home to be ready because all of their grandparents' Facebook feeds uh, and all of the Twitter, Twitter sphere, and it's going to be so heinous over the next 11 days. And people should just be prepared for it. The president leaned into some of it, yeah. generally just some of the sleazier, baseless accusations, not the worst. But it's well, going to get a lot worse. You, yeah, but Jake, we remember Hillary Clinton and the attacks leveled against her, too. So we get it. I, I actually, when I was listening, because that's my first time listening to it. And so we should be warned about what's going to happen in the last 11 days. I've seen far worse coming from younger white men, to be honest with you, than I have seen from, you know, grandmas and, and aunts and older ladies. Oh, sure. Sure, there was a young white guy, uh, 19-year-old, uh, was plotting to kill Biden. Caught with child pornography. QAnon unmasked, maybe? We'll talk about that later. I've got some and audio I just, for that. I sort of feel like, oh, n- now, and it, this is not a knock on Jake Tapper, but now, now a warning? Because this has been ongoing. Sure, it's the same thing. It's the same it, it, Clinton, Podesta... Uh, all of that stuff, CP, ch- you know, cheese pizza, child pornography, you know, I mean, oh, God, yes. you know, yeah, oh, they're doing the very same thing to or they're trying to to um, Joe Biden with the hunter. I mean, maybe and I misheard it, but I'm yeah. pretty sure that Donald Trump accused Hunter Biden or came really close to saying that Hunter Biden was a pedophile last night. 
Uh, he, he didn't explicitly say it. Like Tapper said, he wasn't completely stupid about it, but he got, I mean, in this, this shit is peppered through this. this. You danced on the nice. Yeah. Uh, but the, the shit is peppered through the entire debate last night. And Joe, I know you, you saw it. It, it. He kept trying to wedge it in there any given chance. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, notably right before the debate. There was a press conference. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you caught this. I um, heard about it. By, yeah, by uh, a supposed uh, business associate of Hunter Biden's mm -hmm. who was uh, involved in uh, allegedly forming a company for Chinese investment, something yeah. like that. And um, they've been pushing this on Fox News for a couple of days now that this uh, guy was going to come forward and he was one of the people copied on the emails. <laughs> and uh, he was saying how the big guy referred to in the emails was Joe Biden and Joe Biden. Well, the sad part of all that is what he was alluding to last night in the debate and what the press conference before the debate itself was intended to augment you know, his attack. Mm -hmm. uh, got they drove a stake through the heart of the whole story in of all places the Wall Street Journal yeah that let because the Wall bastion. Street yeah the Wall Street Journal came out and they their investigative reporting side not their editorial side the editorial side has been pushing this story but the investigative side of the Wall Street Journal said last night that they've looked at all the documents and none of them implicate have anything to do with joe bite mm -hmm. yeah end of story stake through the heart another fizzle just like unmasking oh god yeah uh you know but so that's 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 what he was leaning into yesterday but i think what tapper was talking about was the more vile like you said pedophile stuff yeah that that the guy that signed the warrant supposedly the fbi agent that signed the warrant for the laptop hard drive is his exclusive area of of uh, investigative uh, FBI work is uh, child pornography. So the implication being, well, why would he sign the warrant if there's not child pornography on this website, on this uh, hard drive, and blah 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 blah, and then off you go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. That's what Tapper's talking. Yeah, it's it's it, it is the it's just. They're so desperate. They're so desperate. Yeah. And the, the um, I guess the fortunate thing about this kind of October surprise is that it has been debunked so quickly and swiftly. And there's no is oxygen really being surprise? breathed into it by somebody like James Comey or, or whatnot. Um, say it again, Rain. Is it really a surprise? Well, that's why I'm just using the the term October surprise because that's I, I what know. I'm not, they're trying I'm not to. Going after but you, no, of but course just... not. Trump. I mean, nothing surprises me out of Trump. Um, you know, he's he's predictable as <laughs> death and taxes. You know, um, but I, I do want to, and and we'll revisit that topic later on as it is brought up. But there is so much damning. Ugly, racist, xenophobic, white nationalist, pure Nazi filth that Trump was spreading last night. I mean, it, I'm the least 
racist person you've ever met. Oh, well, lay it on us, buddy. Because Lincoln. you're going to, oh, yeah, Lincoln over here. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln over here, 2020. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so and, and Biden, he had so many killer lines last night. And, and you know, substantive. And I, I still was so pissed that people were saying, oh, well, you know, Biden misspoke about that. No. Biden might have misspoken about you know something relatively minor, but fat you know uh, what's the what's the that fact checker on CNN? What's his name? Um, Daniel uh, Dale. Daniel Dale. Daniel Dale said, "Yeah, Biden. Yeah, he says something, then it's not quite right." And you say, "No, that's not quite right." But when you're a fact checker and you're you're you know listening to Trump, you're like Lucy in the Chocolate Factory trying to you know get caught up on the line. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean. I, I, the, what a perfect analogy, you know. Uh, uh, and you know, how does he? How does he know about I love Trump? Lucy? I want to know. He's pretty young. <laughs> Go ahead, Rain. <laughs> to me, one of the big differences, and, and it's something that I've watched over the years, like with Waypo, uh, Washington Post fact checking, and it's it it has annoyed me. I'm not going to lie. Is when you get a fact checker. I would like fact checkers to to sort of say, okay, this is a pure lie, and this is um, intent, and and instead of um, you know, like with Biden, I'm just going to use these two as an example. Trump lies. Biden doesn't necessarily lie. He's he's a fucking politician, right? Sure. So it's his intent to communicate what he would like to do. I get tired of, um, and this goes to what you guys were just talking about. I just get tired of it. Like, oh, Biden lied. No, Biden might have stretched the truth. Trump lies. Yeah. And Uh, you have a whole cloth. Stretches the truth. You need to go to the intent. Are they being malicious? Yeah. Well, uh, all I, I got to yeah. Oh, it does. It absolutely does. I mean, it, you know, uh, 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 they, every politician misspeaks. You know, every con man lies about everything. So, yeah. you, you know, it's 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 apples and oranges, really. You know, I mean, I'll misspeak on the show about something, say a number wrong or something like that. I'm const- I'm like number dyslexic, which how I became an accountant, I don't know. Um, but. Uh, but, you know, I mean, if I can type it, but if I say numbers out loud or have to think in my head, you know, uh, about what a number looks like, I'm a little number dys- dyslexic. A lot of people are that way. Um, you know, in the, the amount of numbers you should be memorized. I mean, look at Trump and his numbers. He's like, you know, he'll just say 99.9% of this is awesome, you know. And uh, yeah, okay, cool catchphrase there. It worked for Herman Cain, but well, um, yeah, and uh, blame Blame yourself. Uh, but uh, you know, this I mean, this grotesque display, and for anybody to do the you know, the Van Joneses of the world, Van Jones, fuck right off, buddy. You know, the both uh-huh. sides, the, you know, I, I, I saw some of that shit and I'm like, no, I'm not even sullying the airwaves with that nonsense because it, him and Rick Santorum he, should just did go. Did he really do that last night? Because I did not watch CNN. Like oh, he was, he, really he was doing it today. He was doing it today. He was even worse. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, no. Uh, I'm sorry. It, 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 stop giving Trump a pass. He's a criminal, he's they're a giving, liar, and he's a racist. They're giving him a pass because he didn't yell like a lunatic. But the thing is, is that last night, he lied just as bad, if not worse, than the first debate. Well, The thing is, yeah. is that because he was less loud, mm -hmm. we heard his lies. Yeah. So, uh, but let, let's go through. These are no no particular order. Um, it, it's kind of... It's kind of tough because when I go through, usually I get the audio from uh, Aaron Rupar on Twitter <laughs> for things like this because uh, he breaks them down pretty pretty damn well. Um, but unfortunately, I kind of have to go through his feed backwards, uh, you know, because that's just the nature of Twitter. But um, I, I've got it, uh, you know, broken down into a, a lot of different clips, folks, at least 20. So let's jump right in. And this is the... The kids in cages moment, which was uh, breathtaking. Mr. President, your administration separated children from their parents at the border, at least 4,000 kids. You've since reversed your zero tolerance policy, but the United States can't locate the parents of more than 500 children. So how will these families ever be reunited? Our children are brought here by coyotes and lots of bad people cartels, and they're brought here, and they used to use them to get into our country. We now have as strong a border as we've ever had. We're over oh. 400 miles of brand new wall. You see the numbers, and we let people in, but they have to come in legally, and they come in through But America. how will you reunite these just tell kids you, with their families, Let me just tell you, they built cages. You know, they used to say, I built the cages, and then they had a picture in a certain newspaper ah. and it was a picture of these horrible cages and they said look at these cages president trump built them and then it was determined they were built in 2014 that was him do you they have a built plan cages. to reunite the kids yes we're working families? on it very we're, we're trying very oh. hard but a lot of these kids come out without the parents they come over through cartels and through coyotes no. and through gangs vice president biden let me bring you into this conversation quick response and then another question to you these 500 plus kids came with parents they separated them at the border to make it a disincentive to come to begin with. Bay, real tough. We're really strong. And guess what? They cannot, it's not coyotes didn't bring them over. Their parents were with them. They got separated from their parents. And it makes us a laughing stock and violates every notion of who we are as a nation. Let me ask you a follow-up question. They did it. We changed the policy. Your response they to did that? It. No. We, we changed. did not. They built the cages. The, they, who, who built the cages, let's, Joe? Let's talk about oh. what we're built talking the cages, about. Let's Joe. talk about what we're talking about. What happened? Parents were ripped. Their kids were ripped from their arms and separated. And now they cannot find over 500 of sets of those parents. And those kids are alone. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. It's criminal. It's criminal. Let me ask Kristen, you about I will say this. They went down. We brought reporters, everything. They are so well taken care of. They're in facilities that were so clean. But some of them haven't been reunited. Good. But just ask one question. Who built the cages? I'd love you to ask of that. Who built the cages? I got a question for you. Who filled the ah. fucking cages, you fat piece of... Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I won't body shame him no, anymore. Well, there's, there's I will that. only shame him on his ideas. Who filled the cages? You know what? That's like saying, oh, okay, you, you built tanks under your watch, and I just used them to blow up some people's houses. Who built the tanks, Joe? Who built the tanks? You know? I, oh, I nuked a I country, but you can't blame me. I didn't build the nukes. 
Go ahead. Something that wasn't mentioned, and I understand this, that entire exchange was amazing. Something that wasn't brought up was of the parents of the 455 children, we have lost, and this I'll post the link in, in our chat, we have lost 360 children. We can't locate 360 children. It's a shame that wasn't brought up, but yeah, I mean, this administration, um, you know, and you know what this is, Joe, this is Jeff Sessions' racist legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, Where are the children? Was... Sorry. Like, they're lost. They're not even on the record. Yeah. They're not in the government registry. Are they dead? Have they been sex trafficked? Have they been just put out there to be adopted by other people with no record whatsoever? 360 children. And I feel really bad for the 400 or the 545 parents. 360 children are totally missing. Yeah. Joe, what were you saying? I was disappointed that in that one exchange where he said, "You who built the cages? You know, he, they always take an element of truth and twist it. Sure. What Joe should have t explained was that back in 2014, there was there was a crisis at the border. Yes. People were fleeing South America because of, of a crisis. And there were thousands of, of families appearing on the border seeking asylum from violence. Okay. Mm -hmm. This was a spontaneous thing that happened. And it caught everyone off guard. They had to build those facilities, those cages, if you will, okay, to accommodate not children but families so they could be processed out, what they refer to as catch and release, mm -hmm. processed out, and then given court dates to make their case for asylum. That's what those yeah. facilities were built for by the Obama administration. They were not built to separate families. They were built to, to house protect a, families a, a large large influx of of people seeking asylum on on a crisis basis that was an acute problem that happened in 2014 so so this 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 is why those facilities were built they were not built for the purpose that they were used they, yeah, on they the other hand built as trans transitional housing for for families in crisis to be processed out and given court dates yeah okay on the other hand those same facilities were turned into cages by one Jeff Sessions, who went down there, and by the witness of the people that, that were there, he said, we have to take these children away from the parents to disincentivize people from coming here. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what their age is. They no. literally lift, pulled infants off mothers, okay, and put them in those cages. So there's, you can't say, I built the cages, and then you use them for something else. Yeah. Okay. What they didn't do, what the Obama administration never did, was separate families. And that's the difference here. I, I still want to know where the 360 children are. I, I do, too. I, I mean this, and I'm not even trying to, you know, negate what you're saying, Joe, because that's important, too. But those are 360 children that we know of that are missing. Well, it's a shame that didn't get brought up in the debate, but uh, it, it's it's something that, you know, I mean, there's going to be endless investigations uh, of this administration, whether he's reelected or not. 
Um, and another, you know, by the way, there's another another fact, little factoid that that should have been brought up at the debate is that he he made the statement that he, he took reporters down there and they have great facilities. Yeah, and they're clean and being well taken care of. Yeah. He doesn't even know where those kids are because they're not there. The kids are most of those kids are in foster homes now. How do we well, know? Well, well, because that's that's what they the, the that's what they did with 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 many of them. They put them in foster homes, and so he doesn't even realize that those 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 kids who don't have parents, uh, he doesn't even know where they are. Sure. Yeah, I mean, but and and how you know all those facilities are so clean, unlike the shitholes they lived in before. I mean, what? I mean, that's what I got from that. I mean, that was like you know yeah. one of the milder yeah. racist things he said. I mean, listen to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they're they're talking about catch and release. This and uh, yeah, and the catch and release. You know what he's talking about there? If in fact you had a family came across and they were arrested. They, in fact, were given a date to show up for their hearing. They were released. And guess what? They showed up for a hearing. And this is the first president in the history of the United States of America that anybody seeking asylum has to do it in another country. That's never happened before in America. That's never happened before in America. You come to the United States and you make your case that I seek asylum based on the following, on the following premise, why I deserve it under American law. They're sitting in squalor on the other side of the river. President Trump, your response, uh, so 30 important. seconds, and then we'll move It on. just shows that he has no understanding of immigration or the laws. Catch and release is a disaster. A murderer would come in. A rapist would come no. in. A very bad person would come it's in. The escalator we would take their again. name. We have to release them into our country. And then you say they come back. Less than 1% of the people come back. We have to send ICE out and Border Patrol out to find them. We would say, come back in two years, three years. We're going to give you a court case. You need Perry Mason. We're going to give you a court case. When you say they come back, they don't come back, Joe. They never come back. Only the really... I hate to say this, but those with the lowest IQ, they might come back. Okay, President Trump, let's give Vice President Biden a chance to respond, and then we're going to move on to the next section. You don't know the law, Joe. Uh, I I joked last night, I think, uh, you know, with all the holes he was digging for himself, it must finally be infrastructure week. Because, (laughs) are you shitting me? I mean, where's John Britavo when we need him? Well, I guess we could use Joe Biden. Jesus, God. Low, oh, oh my God. Low IQ? What? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I didn't hear it in the recording, but in one article I saw that it said there were audible gasps from the audience from that one. And that's not the most racist thing he did all night. No, it's not. The thing is, the thing is, and this is like the broader picture, we're, this is a broader picture. We're the United States. We have always been and we've had bad points in our history and good points in our history, but we're a nation who accepts refugees. And what he's saying in the in the broader view is, you know, keep them over there in Mexico, you know, one of those shithole countries, and maybe we'll take the refugees in. It's antithetical to everything that America's about. Oh, and, and what he said was disgusting. 
It was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, and, and nobody's talking about this stuff in, in finer details. It's just like, oh, well, but, you know, he said this on this subject and this on this. No, really, people need to grind down on all the racist shit he said last night. I can't believe that we're using Mexico as a, as a holding pen for our refuge, for the people who want to seek refuge in America. Yeah. All right. And Mexico uh, really is in a place where they can't say no because Mexico knows we can't send them back to Honduras and mm. Guatemala because they'll die. Yeah. All right. Uh, Joe, a uh, few words on that before we go to the break. No, I think that sums it up. I, I think, um, and, and, and I agree with you, the, the punditry last night was, was horrible. I just don't horrible. see how there would there wasn't just like eight. They just didn't put a red flag on their desk for every nasty Nazi thing he said last night. I, so. I was especially upset, and and today again with Van Jones, that man I do not understand. Yeah, he needs to go away. So yeah, um, and, and take Rick Santorum with you on a couples retreat. Um, Scott, <laughs> Scott Jennings too. Yeah, and seriously, Anderson Cooper, do you know what Rick Santorum said about same, uh, you know, about marriage equality back in the day? I mean, you really want him on your show? Um, uh, anyway, uh, we got to go to the break. We'll be right back. Uh, oh, it's spooky Halloween time. Hallabaloo coming up right now. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com. Thank you very much for coming to Hallabaloo, or should I say, thank you very much. <laughs> Welcome to Hallabaloo on this spooky night. Come on in and have the bite on the neck. <laughs> I think you've got a few bats in your But he couldn't fit in the room. And the mummy's running late. He goes wrapped up in his tomb. And the ghosts say boo. It's a hallabaloo. You're gonna be there too. I'll have you know, I was at the top of my anatomy class. I can find a vein on anybody. <laughs> on the buffet. I specifically said no steak on the buffet. Oh, it's not like a little steak will kill you. No, a steak will literally fucking kill me. That is the one thing that will fucking kill a Dracula is a steak. That's the fucking fact. How could you not know this? Do you live under a rock? Why, yes, I do. It's quite an ice rock, might I add. The sun is rising and our hallelujah is coming to an end. 
We hope you made some ooky friends. What do you mean, friends? I think you mean to say it's a <laughs> and it goes St. Bill. It's a Hallabaloo. They're gonna be there too. This boogieing has loosened the nuts in my neck. Wolfman! Get down from my couch, you bad boy! You'll be sleeping in the wolf house tonight! I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. The Tim Coromel Show, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. and Tuesdays at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Turn Up the Night on RadioForHumans.com. Boom, boom, shakalaka, goes right there. Hi, this is Jody Hamilton of the From the Bunker podcast, and you can hear our show Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on Radio for Humans. Turn back, Sarah. Turn back before it's too late. Whether your name is Sarah or not, you have stumbled across Radio for Humans, and I am Michelle from Geeky Gals and Guys. Beyond the Goblin Town, into the Goblin Castle. And yes, it's already too late. What a horrible place this is! It's not fair! That's right! It's not fair! This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott! What is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way. Totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my god! They've killed Kenny! You bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime! It is showtime, and welcome back to it. Oh, real quick, I want to thank uh, a friend of the show, John Shannon, for having me on his program, uh... Tax. Uh, wait a second. It's um, uh, radio TFI is what he does. He's been in doing internet radio for forever, um, and he does a show called the Taxi Stand Hour every day, and uh, is on YouTube and Facebook Live and all that stuff. And he asked me to come on because he heard I got put in Facebook jail, and uh, he wanted to talk about that. And I kind of discussed how. 
it, it was a good conversation. Uh, it, we hit on a lot of stuff. I was on the show for about 20 minutes, and um, uh, we talked about how the, the right-wing snowflakes out there are so quick to block dissenters. I told him I was blocked by Ted Nugent, Sarah Palin, Dinesh D'Souza, Glenn Beck, and I never once cried that my free speech was being taken away. Yeah, I got kicked off Facebook for three days for calling somebody trash boy uh, for hate speech and bullying because they they went after Susan, who was giving helpful information on uh, voting. Uh, and, uh, and so I was like, oh, okay, you're not going after my wife, asshole. So uh, I said, okay, trash boy. Within an hour, that poor little snowflake had me reported for hate speech and online bullying for calling him trash boy. I am so sorry. I hurt your feelings, buddy. But yeah, John Shannon, great guy. I will share the link uh, on turnips later. Um, from uh, but yeah, if, if you're friends, you might be friends with him already. It's John Shannon, spelled just like it sounds. S H Shannon, double N, and uh, he's a really cool dude. He used to host a show with uh, our friend Miss Mistress Clarissa many years ago. Um, and uh and he, we talked about his wife uh she, she had covid too so we we talked about that so that was um uh un, very unfortunate but fortunately she didn't it, it the rest of the family didn't get it she caught it well in the hospital and it and they didn't let her out until she was better so uh but yeah so john thank you again and the best to you and your family but welcome back to the show joe santorso not from scranton pennsylvania apparently Kenosha. Uh, <laughs> Kenosha, yeah. And uh, yeah, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, uh, co-host Tim Coromel Show. Welcome back. Not even the Tim Coromel Show. I'm on somebody else's show. Oh, okay. So yeah. uh, you're, you're on uh, uh, Michael Savage's show? <laughs> not, not likely. Michael Savage went after Rush Limbaugh and made fun of him for talking about having cancer. Wow, that's classy, right-wingers. Ouch. Um, and, of course, Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble of the Swamp. Welcome back. Hi. I've done some research. Well, I, it wasn't even research. I've gotten in touch with many of my friends who live in New York City. Um, I hate to tell you, it's, it's not a ghost town. No, it's not. You know what kind of is a ghost town? The villages. <laughs> That's where Trump is today. <laughs> well, it's going to be after tonight. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. And I uh, don't wish that on them. No, uh, but, you know, I mean, yeah. So, uh, all right, uh, let's go ahead and get back into uh, some of the debate because we got a lot more audio to get through. Uh, some some are uh, not quite as uh, lengthy as uh, other clips, but uh, this one, for example. Um, and again, this kind of bounces around because COVID was in and out of the conversation and in and out of the Trump family as well. Um, oh, I forgot to get, you know, last night he talked about, uh, I didn't, I don't think I got the audio for this, but he mentioned there were so many memorable moments. It was hard for me to find them all. Um, but he mentioned that, oh, my son got COVID and he got over it in a couple days. It's like, do you want the fucking father of the year award for getting your son sick from the, uh, from COVID-19? Yeah, I remember that. Really? Um he couldn't even remember his son's name. He just said, my son. Oh, God. yeah. I didn't. Seriously. Um, I mean, but I looked at Bob and I was like, he can't even mention Baron's name? Well, you know, at least, it, it, at least he Although acknowledges. Baron probably like, thank you. 
Thank Lisa, you for not mentioning my Lisa name. acknowledges his existence, unlike Tiffany, who they're like, just go do the Trump pride thing because I don't want to be there and make God. sure you leave out the tea. Um, you know, uh, I'm sorry, if, if any rump, uh, I'm intentionally leaving out the T's of her name, if any rump, we didn't get to talk about that on Tuesday, maybe we might have time to talk about it tonight, but it's kind of unfortunate now it's, it's just awful. It's all awful. But anyway, um, it, it, to the business at hand, to the business at hand, uh, Trump and Biden, um, this is who's running for president. This is who we want to hear from. We're going to talk about the things that we wish pundits who got paid talked about. Uh, this one, this one is, is, uh, this one kind of is sent off a little, just a little, put a little light bulb over my head when, uh, when I heard this one. He's, this is the same fellow who told you this is going to end by Easter last time. This is the same fellow who told you that, don't worry, we're going to end this by the summer. We're about to go into a dark winter. A dark winter, and he has no clear plan, and there's no prospect that there's going to be a vaccine available for the majority of the American people before the middle of next year. President Trump, your reaction? He says you I have no plan. I don't think we're going to have a dark winter at all. We're opening up our country. We've learned and studied and understand the disease, which we didn't no. at the beginning. When I closed no. and banned China from coming in heavily infected, and then ultimately Europe, but China was in January. No. Months later, he was saying I was xenophobic. I did it too soon. Now he's saying, oh, I should have, uh, I should have you know, moved quicker. But he didn't move quicker. He was months behind me. Many months uh, oh, behind okay. me. Okay, let's look at his and Twitter frankly, feed. He ran the citizen. H1N1 swine flu, and it was a total disaster. Far less lethal, but it was a total disaster. Had that had this kind of numbers... 700,000 people would be dead right now. Oh, my God. I I, I just want to... I feel this is a a service I need to provide everybody right now because all you need to do is a cursory amount of research to find out what Joe Biden knew and was warning all of us about on his Twitter account. But everybody was too focused on Trump, you know, insulting somebody on Twitter... Or, you know, uh, trying to get us into war with Iran or whatever. Um, you know, I, I mean, just all of his shenanigans. Uh, his, uh, wait, his malarkey. His malarkey, as Joe says, Joe. Um, yes, sir. And, uh, but this is, this is really great audio. Uh, this is one of the greatest things Don Lemon has ever done on his show. Um, and this is from a few weeks ago. Almost, I think, a month and a half ago, maybe. But listen to this. Let's talk about Donald Trump. The president of the United States trying any way that he can to dodge responsibility for the pandemic that as of today. Oh, I don't know what happened for the pandemic that as of tonight has killed nearly 192,000 Americans. Imagine that. That's a lot of 192,000 Americans. And today he wants to uh, talk about the flu and the flu kills. 192,000 Americans. Pick, try to picture that in your head. You can't even. You heard from Bob Woodward. Bob Woodward, he t- heard him tell Bob Woodward, I should say, that he deliberately downplayed the virus. Well, I think Bob really, to be honest with you. Sure, I want you to I be. wanted to... Uh, I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it uh-huh. down. Yes, sir. Because I don't want to create a panic. 
He oh. said to Bob Woodward that that was on March 19th. The same day, Joe Biden tweeted the truth. He said the Obama Biden administration set up the White House National Security Council Directorate for Global Health Security and Biodefense to prepare for future pandemics like COVID-19. That was on March 19th. That's what Joe Biden tweeted out. That is the truth. And you know what? That would, he talked about that directorate for council, security council, or directorate for global health security and biodefense. Donald Trump eliminated it. And now we are all paying the price. He is right. We are paying the price in deaths. We're paying, paying the price in sickness. We're paying the price in jobs lost. We're paying the price in families torn apart. When was the last time you saw some of your loved ones? As I was telling Chris, I haven't seen my mother since the beginning of the year. She's in a hot spot. Louisiana can't, I don't know what you guys are doing or thinking, but get your, you know what, straight. Because what you're doing ain't work, it ain't right. That tweet on March 19th, the same day the president was bobbing and weaving on the virus. It wasn't the first time that Joe Biden warned about it. I want you to listen. This is what Joe Biden said way back on January 31st. America needs a president they can trust, especially in times of a crisis. You know, we have right now a crisis with the uh, coronavirus. You could go even further back to October 2019, nearly a year ago, before any of us had even heard of the coronavirus. Okay, listen to me. When Joe Biden warned, look at this is 2019. Okay, he said, we are not prepared for a pandemic. Trump has rolled back progress President Obama and I made to strengthen global health security. We need leadership that builds public trust, focuses on real threats, mobilizes the world to stop outbreaks before they reach our shores. Was he clairvoyant? No. He's a leader. Just listen to what the former President Barack Obama said nearly six years ago. There may and likely will come a time in which we have both an airborne disease that is deadly. And in order for us to deal with that effectively, we have to put in place an infrastructure not just here at home, but globally, that allows us to see it quickly, isolate it quickly, respond to it quickly. So that if and when a new strain of flu, like the Spanish flu, crops up five years from now or a decade from now, we've made the investment. And we're further along to be able to catch it. <laughs> That's why he doesn't like Obama, because he's smart and he's a leader. And he's looking out for the American public, someone other than himself. Hmm, imagine that. <sighs> Seems like a lifetime ago. <laughs> but you know, in this business, as they say, was that for my favorite movie? A season's a lifetime and a lifetime's a season. That was all about Eve, look it up.
<laughs> so, uh, I mean, Biden tweeted about this a year ago. You know, that obviously what there was a how long ago was it? There were 192,000 people dead. You know, I mean, not that long ago. That clip is from uh, weeks, maybe two weeks ago. Oh, it's from, uh, let me see. Where the heck is it? No, that's not the one I want to look at. Yeah, this is from, uh, oh, 9-11. That was from our 9-11 show. And, uh, yeah. So, a month and a half ago, almost. Okay. But, yeah. So, in other words, 2010, a decade ago. Yeah, really. Um, so, uh, you know, so we're t- it, J- Trump says, I don't think we're going to have a dark winter. What does he think? It's a war on Christmas that he's saying, you know, no more white Christmas. Joe Biden's going to take away right, white Christmas and hurt God and hurt the Bible. I mean, it, 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 it's he not going to be a dark when he winter. said that to me, Ken and Joe, that was him literally, maybe not literally, but that was him saying, I'm ignoring science again. Oh, it's a constant. He had an attack on everybody. The, you, you know, know he attacked Fauci last night. He said, you know, uh, Easter. It's going to be all better by Easter. A couple of weeks before Easter, it's going to be down to 15 people. He feel like it's really just very important to point out that he ignores all the science. Mm-hmm. All of it. All of it. Well, you know what I did today, um, uh, Joe, is I watched the, the Borat sequel today on Amazon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you watched it, too? Not yet. Not okay. Yet, no. All right. It's got an interesting <laughs> twist. Uh, I won't spoil it. Um, but uh, it's not a great movie. Uh, it does kind of have some positive uh, feminist uh, um aspects uh, about it even though yes sasha Bar- baron cohen is pretty crass and and offensive um it, you know it's not a great movie there are some pretty cringeworthy moments the the giuliani thing is super cringy and um <laughs> it, it, it's it i don't yeah i'm just not even gonna i'll let i'll leave that up to everybody else to decide when they watch it because it's just it's creepy um but what was interesting about this is um, everybody knows Sasha Baron Cohen sneaked into CPAC, right? First in a, that. first in a clan robe, <laughs> and then as Donald Trump, and oh, and uh, uh, but what was interesting is the portion of CPAC where they they featured. Uh, in the film was when Pence was speaking was, you know, he was like, oh, we have 15 cases of COVID-19 and we're ready for anything. Oh. And, and it's like, and here we are. When was CPAC? That was right around Easter too, right? That was, uh, you know, I, I forget when that shit show is. Yeah, but, um, I think it's around March. Yeah. But I, I just thought, I mean, it was so so illuminating uh at that point just to see that ineptitude because on that kind of stage you know for for all and 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 then i remembered well shit there was at least one covid-19 case from cpac 
you know? We were making jokes about him licking the toilet seats and, you know, um, but, uh, but yeah, I I mean, this is, it's madness, but yeah, it's, I think it's worth checking out the Borat movie. You know, if, if you're not easily offended, there, there is some pretty offensive stuff in there. I understand. I, there's a couple, obviously Sasha Baron Cohen is Jewish, but his character is an anti-Semite. So that stuff I do not like, but it's kind of already cooked into the character from 15 years ago or whatever, uh, 16 years ago. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but it, it has some it, the the movie. It's I, I think it's worth a watch if uh, again if if you're not too easily offended. Um, but here's a it, it, but here we go. This one, this one. I mean, ugh. I am the least racist person in this room. Well, what do you say to Americans who are concerned by that rhetoric? I don't know. The, I mean, I don't know what to say. I got criminal justice reform done and prison reform and opportunity zones. I took care of black colleges and universities. I don't know what to say. They can say anything. I mean, they can say anything. It's a very, it makes me sad because I am, I, I am the least racist person i can't even see the audience because it's so dark oh, no but i don't care who's in the audience i'm the least racist person in this room i can't believe he said that it's so dark i heard that late. i'm sorry i know this clip is probably longer but when i heard that last night i was like did he really say i can't see the audience because it's so dark so does that mean when he goes into i don't know the ghost town of New York, he doesn't see anybody walking the streets because there's so many black people. That was so racist. I mean, it, I, it was jaw-dropping. <laughs> it was jaw-dropping. How about, uh, you, can you see Kristen Walker sitting in front of you? Do, do you think she yeah. might be le- less Actually, racist than you? Where do you, I thought that. I was like, is he going to say, I can't even see you, Kristen? Is your name really Kristen? Or is it kaka, kako, kaka, kuka? I. Um. Yeah. I just. That was so racist. Yeah, it was. It, it in, in in the I, I kind of played them out of order because I, I forgot I had another another one to tee that one off. Um, but uh, it, 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 he was asked point blank about Black Lives Matter and how he said they were a symbol of hate. And here we go. Here we go. What's he do? Sweating to the oldies. You've described the Black Lives Matter movement as a symbol of hate. You've shared a video of a man chanting white power to millions of your supporters. You've said that black professional athletes exercising their First Amendment rights should be fired. What do you say to Americans who say that kind of language from a president is contributing to a climate of hate and racial strife? Well, you have to understand, the first time I ever heard of Black Lives Matter... They were chanting pigs in a blanket, talking about police. Pigs, pigs, talking about our police. Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. I said, that's a horrible thing. And they were marching down the street. And that was my first uh, glimpse of Black Lives Matter. I thought it was a terrible thing. As far as uh, my relationships with all people, I think I have great relationships with all people. There was one protest, one small protest where people were chanting uh, pigs in a blanket, fry them up, fry them like bacon. Um, they were not, from from what I understand, it was not a Black Lives Matter organized 
protest. Uh, mm-hmm. They were not people from Black Lives Matter who were chanting that. No. And if you want to take that away, if you want to take away something like that from from somebody who's angry because cops have been going out and wantonly killing people because of the color of their skin. I'm sorry if, if they got called pigs and they, they said fry them like beg them. You know, I, I, they probably meant, you know what? Why don't you start, uh, if, if, if cop murders somebody and there's a death sentence in our, our, you know, state, how about we do that? How about we put them in the electric chair? Well, you know, it's probably not an electric chair anymore, but, you know, the, you know fry them in the courts. That's, I mean, I, I understand that. It, they don't literally want to, you know, cook and eat police. But it, it comes down to this idea that if, if and, and, and white women experience this too, but it comes down to this idea when if you have a specific group of black, black people who don't act properly according to white people, then all black people need to um, speak out against them. It's white splaining. Yeah. Yeah, and it also goes down to the idea, and I'm sure you guys have seen this on, on, you know, on, on social media, where there are black groups out there saying, you know what, if you don't like racism, stop asking us to get rid of it. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, it's it's like when everybody says Joe, everybody says Obama had eight years to fix racial strife in this country. Why? Why him? Fix your own hearts. Uh, right, right, and and a president can't fix racial strife. That that's that's all of us have to do. That a president though can offer leadership. And, exactly. And 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 that's what we're not having now. By the way, uh, um, Joy Reid explained that. that uh, Yes. Things in a blanket, yes. you know. I saw she that. was at that demonstration, oh, and mm-hmm. she explained last night that she was there yep. when that chant happened, and what? she was with a group of Black Lives Matter protesters who were marching down the street, and a separate group not associated with them were chanting that they were not Black Lives Matter. They were not with the group marching, and Joy Reid was there for the whole event, and she okay. said. That did not happen. That chant was not coming from Black Lives Matter. But, well, yeah. of course, in the echo chamber that is conservative media, they don't really look at facts. Well, yeah, That's I mean, really it, it this is what racists do. They see, oh, well, they're black and they're chanting this, they so they must it. be Black Lives Matter. They're all the same. Yeah. It's cherry picking. Well, it's and racism. I, I just, they're it's, they're saying, they're saying they all black people think the same way. Because they're affiliated with a movement. They don't well, care to understand the movement. All us, all us white people must think the same way. So we're all racist. Well, yeah, exactly. It's that Which kind of mentality. Believes. It's that kind of mentality. Uh, nobody but, you, believes that. Yeah. but it's like racist. But, you know, I mean, uh, yeah. Well, all right. Well, we, we actually got to go to the break. So uh, we'll be right back with more Turn Up Tonight uh, right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. If you've got a chair, sit down. Relax. I, I'm not, I got I got some stuff to say here. Broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Radio. And now, on with the show. Come on. Come on, folks. 
Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on RadioForHumans.com worldwide. Uh, Joe Santorsa. Uh, and he doesn't come from Scranton. Pennsylvania, the electric city. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to the show, sir. That's that's my my new drop. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, I'm here in, in Kenosha. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. and of course, uh, Rain for Freedom's blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau of the Bubble of Swamp. Welcome back. I don't come from the Beltway Bureau. Oh, no. We'll have to get Trump. Uh, we'll have to find a Trump audio clip for that. And you uh, know what? Air Force One flew over our house the other day. Uh, oh, I'm so yeah, sorry to I hear that. Double fingers. Boom. There you go. Uh, and, of course, I'm sure he would have been right there with you. Or maybe he was. Perhaps he was. Some say there have been reports. All I know is what I read on the internet. Bobber for Freedom's Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau of the Bubble of the Swamp, Der Braumeister. Hello, Bob. Welcome, welcome. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. But, yeah, what a debate last night, Bobber. That, uh, yeah, that was... <laughs> You know, we were we actually had two TVs set up. We were, we were had the sound on and the TV watching the debates. And then we had the the Giants game on on another TV with the sound off. And both both of them were kind of a shit show. But um, the, uh, the the debate was was really uh, that was that was something else. Uh, it, it just the the sheer the sheer voluminous amount of lies, disinformation, and filth being spewed by trump was was remarkable joe biden on the other hand had several key moments that are being glossed over because you know there there there's so many distractions from trump which is really sad um but i I thought this was probably zinger of the century um uh, you know this this was so good Abraham Lincoln here is one of the most racist presidents we've had in modern history. He pours fuel on every single racist fire. Every single one. He started off his campaign coming down the escalator saying he's going to get rid of those Mexican rapists. He's banned Muslims because they're Muslims. He has moved around and made everything worse across the board. He says to the, about the poor boys, last yeah, time we were on I stage like that, here, he yeah. said, I told him to stand down and stand ready. Come on. This guy is a dog whistle about as big as a foghorn. 
President Trump, I'm going to give you 10 seconds to respond, and then I have a follow-up. No, you made a reference to Abraham Lincoln. Where did that come in? I mean, you said where you're did Abraham that, Lincoln. No, no, where did that? No, no. You said, I said not since Abraham Lincoln has anybody done what I've done for the black community. And I'm saying, I didn't say I'm Abraham Lincoln. I said uh, not oh, since sweetheart. Abraham Lincoln has anybody done what I've done for the black oh, community. Oh, sweetheart, sweetheart. Oh, did you did you not understand that little joke? Did you not understand the, the, the joke he made there? Aww. Aww. I never said I was a... No shit! No shit. <laughs> I mean, no, oh, really? I, I mean, yeah, I... I, 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 I bruised my jaw so many times. over in his grave. Uh, yeah, 78 RPM. Um, uh, so... <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, this is, this, that was so remarkable. I never said I was Abraham Lincoln. Uh, no. <laughs> that goes down to the fact that the, the guy really has no sense of humor. None. I was joking about the bleach injection. Yeah, right? Mm, exactly. When, when has he ever joked about anything? Exactly. When it turns out he says something wildly irresponsible, dangerous, racist, ugly, stupid, criminal. Uh, it, it was a joke. I never said Abraham Lincoln. I didn't say yeah, it was there, Abraham Lincoln. Abraham chlorine bleach hydroxychloro. Now, I specifically, I specifically remember Donald Trump saying that he was Abraham Lincoln reincarnated from a former life. I... I Zing right over the fucking uh, skull merkin. I mean that that uh, that joke shot out of there like a like a home run at Wrigley Field. Look at me with the sports, uh, you know, <laughs> sports sports. You go, Ken. Sports. Oh, God. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, it, I, I, that it, it was it was like that joke fucking went into orbit. Uh, around the Trump verse, uh, went into the sky and became a permanent satellite that will forever taunt Donald Trump for his stupidity. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln over here. <laughs> oh shit, that was funny. That was on on the par. That that was on par with the uh, I know Jack Kennedy and you, sir, know Jack Kennedy. Um, you know, yeah, kind of cut from the same playbook. You know, the the thing that always gets overlooked when uh, uh, after that comment about uh, you're no Joe Kennedy, yeah, that was that was with um, Dan Quayle, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, and Dan Dan Quayle said, How was it nice? <laughs> I swear, if you can find it, that's what he says. He goes, "That was a night." He didn't, but he he didn't say. I never said I was JFK. Uh, so, <laughs> but I, I mean that that was. Uh, uh, I I don't wear a stovepipe hat and have a neck beard. <laughs> he was poor. I'm not poor. Um, I like I like presidents who don't get shot in the theater. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like presidents who don't use coal on shovels. Um, I've never been to Ford's Theater. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I don't even like to, I don't even like to go to the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln here is one.
<laughs> oh, that was too funny. Um, uh, you know, the best part about that is I don't even think that was in Joe Biden's, like, written... I don't think that was... I think that Joe Biden ad-libbed that, to be honest with you. You know what? Either way, I don't care. If, if, if they put that down to use as a little zinger, if this, you know, the, the, whoever was helping him prep for it, say, look, if he brings up Abraham Lincoln again, just... You know, say, Abe Lincoln over here. Um, Old Honest Abe. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Honest Abe. When when would Trump ever be convinced with somebody that has honest in in their... uh, Yeah, dishonest Don. Could you imagine if Joe Biden said Honest Abe over here and Donald Trump would like, nobody ever called me honest. Yeah, (laughs) I never said I was honest. Uh, true. Um, uh, so anyway, th- this is, um, again, in no particular order, uh, this is such a good compare and contrast about the character of the nation. Joe Biden puts a very fine point on, you know, look, this is, who do you want to represent you? And then Trump's response to this is just perfect in its lack of self-awareness and stupidity you're a politician i ran because of you all right vice president (laughs) he's trying to steal that from joe now i ran because of you no he ran because you're a racist no no i ran because of you to that and then i do have some questions for both of you well i tell you what i uh i hope he does look at me because what's happening here is you know who i am you know who he is you know his character, you know my character. You know our reputations for honor and telling the truth. I am anxious to have this race. I am anxious to see this take place. I am, the character of the country is on the ballot. Our character is on the ballot. Look at us closely. Let me ask some follow me. Please respond if and then we're gonna have follow-up questions. this is true about Russia, Ukraine, China, other countries, Iraq, if this is true, then he's a corrupt politician. Right. So don't give me the stuff about how you're this innocent baby. Joe, <laughs> they're calling you a corrupt politician. Who's they? Who's they? Steve Bannon? Rudy Giuliani? <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think that rounds it up. <laughs> they. Yeah. They are saying. They. All they. two of them. Oh, well, I guess probably Sean Hannity, too. Old slant head over there. Um... I mean, can we go back to the Iran because of you? Sure. Uh, Donald Trump started his reelection campaign many years. I think the day after he was inaugurated, way before Joe Biden entered the campaign, he was running for president right after the inauguration. So. I know that sounds simple. It's not even meant to be funny. But when he said I ran because of you, when he pointed to Joe Biden, that would be another simplistic lie. Well, he's trying to steal. He's trying to steal what, you know, Biden says, I got in this race because of, you know, what happened uh, with the uh, Unite the Right rally that was done in Donald Trump's name. And Heather Hare was killed because of the white nationalists and forgiven and exalted, exalted by Donald Trump. In his poor boys. <laughs> I love it. Poor, poor boys. boys. There's there's <laughs> your so new funny. name. You poor boys. <laughs> oh, you poor boys. 
But that's not a good boy. That's not a good boy. <laughs> no. But are the poor boys like the leather boys, the rich Caribbean leather men? Leather boys? Le- the poor boys became the leather men because apparently proud boys got too gay for them. So leather <laughs> leather men yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, because leather men's not gay at all. No. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> no. Get the gimp up out of the cellar. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so, uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, again, but Rob Halford did express interest in uh, in the Leatherman. Um, so, uh, he's the singer from Judas Priest who wore all the, he put the Ether Boy and Leather Boy. Um, so, uh, but yeah, uh, and, uh, and he looked cool doing it, too. I'm not going to take that away from him. Rob Halford's fucking awesome. But, I mean... <laughs> I ran because you you ran because you saw how popular you became with racists by forging ahead with your phony racist birther movement. That's why you ran because you saw even more people than the the uh, who watched you on The Apprentice loved your awfulness. That's why you ran. You ran because of you, Donald Trump. You ran because you thought the whole fucking nation would somehow fall in love with you when most of us in this country knew you were a fraud since we first laid eyes on you. He ran to, to try to promote his brand, and he was hoping he wouldn't win because he didn't really want to have to do the job. Yeah, I mean, that that's still, you know, a lot of people speculate that. A lot of people have, have written about that, uh, some say. Uh, but, but you know, I mean, it, that has been a, a, a widely reported thing, that they were all shocked when he won. They didn't expect him to win. Um, Guys, I have a question to ask you. Did you mm-hmm. notice at a certain point during the debate that... He seemed to treat Joe Biden like he was—he was actually the president. Oh, oh, yeah. I, well, they've been doing that. All, I mean, him and a bunch of other people have been doing that, saying, "Oh, why didn't you stop this, Joe?" Because, well, I'm—I'm I'm not, I'm not president. Yeah. Why didn't you I mean, fix this, Joe? I, you not know, I, just, I noticed throughout the debate, it's like Joe Biden wasn't president; he was vice president. Yeah. And and McConnell was in charge of the Congress for six out of those eight years. The Senate. But Senate, yeah. sorry. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's shit, you know. I mean, and how long did, was, did the GOP control Congress uh, under Obama's watch? Um, John well, Boehner. They, they took the House in 10. Yeah. And they took the Senate, I believe, in 14. Yeah. So. So. It was two years there where they. To get things done, really. The first two years of Obama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, thanks, thanks. And even then, they didn't have a supermajority because they were playing with people like Joe Lieberman, right? Uh, yeah, oh God. To get to that sixty <laughs> threshold that they needed for uh, the Affordable Care Act. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah. Uh, so you know the idea that you know last night to me it it, it just became more apparent as and as you know the debate went on, Trump. They must have given him some good drugs. But he really did seem like he was acting like Biden was president, especially when, you know, you didn't get it done. I think he was on an Adderoid cocktail. Adderall with steroids. Um, You didn't get it done. Hydroxychloroquine chaser. No, I know. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 astonishing. It's truly astonishing that, you know, he, you know, but then again, he just said, I never said it was Abraham Lincoln. Okay, sweetheart. 
Here's here's a, here's a cookie. You're getting cranky. I absolutely love that you call him sweetheart. Okay, sweetheart. I mean, it, it's just so pathetic. Uh, you know, it's sometimes you know. I mean, that was such a, a, as awful as he is. It was truly a pitiable moment for how stupid he is. You know, I mean, because yes, he's not dumb, but he is dumb. You know what I mean? It's like you know. The, the old street smart, book smart thing. He's like selective smart, you know? So I don't, I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, so th- this was good. Um, but I think Biden is very solid on green energy um, as much as uh, Trump wants to smear him uh, on, you know, oh, the Green New Deal, socialist, socialist, socialist. Fortunately, there wasn't a lot of that. There was, there was only a little bit of Bernie Sanders. There was, you know, he didn't try and go after him and smear him as a socialist because he saw that wasn't working. So that's why we got the Hunter Biden stuff uh, peppered throughout. Um, and uh, But this this was uh, great stuff from Joe and <laughs> shit show from Trump. I don't know where he comes up with these numbers. $100 trillion. Queens? Give me a break. This plan was, um, this is plan endorsed by every major, every major environmental group and every labor group, labor, because they know the future lies. The future lies in us being able to breathe and they know they're good jobs in getting us there. And by the way, the fastest growing industry in America are, is, is, is the electric, the, uh, excuse me, uh, solar energy and wind. He thinks wind causes cancer, windmills. It's the fastest growing jobs, and they pay good prevailing wages, 45, 50 bucks an hour. We can grow and we can be cleaner if we go the route I'm proposing. President Trump, Excuse me. please we respond, energy, and then I have to We are follow. energy independent for the first time. We don't need all of these countries that we had to fight war over because we needed their energy. We are energy independent. I know more about wind than you do. It's extremely expensive. Kills all the birds. It's very intermittent. All of them. Every bird. And they happen to make the windmills in both Germany and China. And the fumes coming up, if you're a believer in carbon emissions, the fumes coming up to make, make these massive windmills is more than anything that we're talking about with natural gas, which is very clean. One other thing. Find me a scientist. Solar. Say that. I love solar, but Find solar doesn't quite have scientist. it yet. It's not powerful yet to to really run our big, beautiful factories that we need to compete with the world. So False. it's all a pipe dream. But you know what we'll do? We're going to have the greatest economy in the world. Okay, stupid. Here's the thing. We have to use fossil fuel fuels to become energy independent. So yes, there might be some emissions from factories that are building different kinds of vehicles or, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, energy collectors such as uh, uh, tur- wind turbines, um, solar panels, whatever. Um, but we ha- once that can be perfected and those jobs can be created within the United States, what's going to happen next? Once that technology gets better and is more uh, prolific and, and, you know, and uh, easy to attain, factories will start running on green energy. But we have to use this as a transition to that. In the dead bird thing, okay, first of all, they started painting wind tur- turbine blades black uh, recently, and that has pretty much solved the bird problem. You, you know, all the birds are dead. All the birds. You know what kills more birds than wind turbines? Emissions from 
fossil fuel factories and nuclear plants. That's what kills more birds. And, and Trump shards. Yes, all the shards. He knows mo- more about wind than you do. Uh, yeah. You know, I thought, I thought Jim missed, he missed generates a, more wind. Yeah. I thought Joe missed a great opportunity when he said, "I know more." Yeah, you definitely know hot air, don't you, Donald? <laughs> <laughs> I would have turned right over to him and said, "You sure do, you big windbag." <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. So I'll give you a I'll give you a rim shot for that. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, that was absolutely stunning uh from joe biden and then for him to say he says when you know wind gives you cancer you get wind cancer windmill cancer he didn't even say anything about that because you remember that's what that's did you hear the the noise that gives you cancer from from because i you know i can't tell you I hear that when I go past all wind turbines. This is just what I hear. Yeah, it's just constant. Constant. Oh, fuck. You know what I hate? You know, not... You know what I hate? That's the cars that make that fucking sound now. I'm becoming such an EV snob because when we turn on our car, you don't hear it. We're not out there cranking the engine. We're not out there, you know, with a fucking filthy exhaust pipe. It is so stunning when you when you start driving an electric car and you go out and you start smelling other people's emissions coming into your car. It's like it's like a triggering almost, you know? It's like, "Oh my god, I was doing that." I mean, we got stuck behind a diesel truck the other day and it was so Ex- just obnoxious the exhaust from that thing so and trump was saying today i saw part of his rally today uh he's saying they ba- they basically want to get rid of cars and they're talking about electric cars electric cars are everywhere motherfucker and when joe said last night last night or or maybe it was at one of his rallies he said he wanted he wanted thirty thousand rapid charge ev stations around the country Yes, please. They're not that expensive, and and it would be incredible uh, for for people who have electric cars to you know get over that. Uh, um, it, there's something called charge anxiety, <laughs> you know, about yeah. not running into a station where you can charge. But anyway, Bobber, what were you going to say? Um, well, the uh, well the um, debate was going on. Like I said, we were watching the uh, the football game, and several times commercial came on. For an electric Hummer, and, and, and I'm talking about the yes. car. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I, even, I am totally pro electric Hummer. Even the, oh, yeah, even that the, the car manufacturer, one of the the, the worst gas mileage what a fun, vehicles sexy out time there. For you. Yeah, one of the worst gas mileage vehicles out there has come out with an electric version of their of their vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so Joe, you know, tell you? I know it's it's incredible. And Joe, you know what I found extremely laughable, and I think it was in the debate. Again, I'm I'm just going off of memory from all of the awful and stupid things Trump has said in the last few weeks. Uh, I believe he said at the debate last night, "Have you seen the price of gas lately? Because nobody's fucking using it, you shithead. Because you mismanaged the pandemic." And there is a surplus. It's called supply and demand. There's no yeah. fucking demand. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I got my gas bill yesterday, and it was yeah. 
<laughs> Exxon sent you your gas bill. Sunoco. Yeah, BP. Bill. Did you get your bill from BP in the mail? Speedway. <laughs> yeah. Wawa. Uh, Do does Wawa have gas one? stations? Is, does Wawa have, have gas stations? Have you seen your station? gas bill lately? <laughs> uh, oh, my God. It's He's so stupid. It's interesting that you mention Wawa because we have one. We actually have one here near us. Do they sell gas? Yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if it was... I, I had a feeling it was kind of like Sheets, because um, Sheets has pretty decent food and gas, too. No, but Wawa... Okay, I, I don't want to get into a Wawa Sheets thing, because Joe is from Pennsylvania. I love Wawa. But usually... We, we just don't have them here, so I don't, pan- I'm not familiar. Before the whole pandemic, Wawa, you'd have to wait four or five cars to get gas there, because they usually have the lowest gas prices. There really aren't lines there now. Nobody's driving. I had to, uh, the last time we got gas, there were 15 crickets ahead of me in line. I know. You are now the electric guy. <laughs> no. Uh, no, no. I meant, uh, because it, it hasn't been that long since we've had an electric car. So, um, um, God, that reminds me of our days on WVKO where the guy called and says, we do not have an electric car. What do you mean? Um we don't have an electric car. <laughs> yeah, the, the lines for gas at, at Wawa used to be really astronomical. They're not anymore. Yeah. People aren't driving. Yeah. And it, I don't know I don't know if it's just because of people maybe but I don't know. I think that part of it might be because maybe more people are buying electric cars. I don't think that's the case. No, it's, it's not. Because people it, it, don't drive that much anymore because well, of the virus think about it i mean school buses aren't filling up uh you know i know a lot of schools actually have their own gas pumps and everything on hand um you know ours i know my uh, elementary school they had their own gas you know station and everything um that was way back in the 70s too but um you know I, I, gas just isn't being used uh you know for uh, uh, people aren't driving to work i mean you're not driving to work and you know just th- they're not taking their kids to school I mean, bob and i bob and i bought a, an electric lawnmower we have pretty much none of our you know any any of our um lawn products yeah are gas powered yeah same electric. here i have a gas chainsaw that dad gave me and that's pretty much it um, but yeah, weed whacker, mower, all it's all electric. So I know we have to go to break, but I was really happy to hear Joe Biden say, um, we're going to get off fossil fuels. We're going to get off? Fossil fuels. <laughs> oh, oh okay. Get off of fossil fuels. Okay. So I understand. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, it is break time. I lost track. So it, it deserves more credit. Oh no, I know. I'm I'm so excited about this because when you listen when you listen to Trump talk about energy, it's so it's so simplistic, stupid, and and um very 1980s almost. You know? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's just it's so backwards in this in this pushback on it. It's like keep pushing back, right wingers, because guess what? We're going to talk with our dollars and people are getting off the grid. People as as much as they can of, you know, big oil and big gas and whatever else, you know, the if I never have to spend another dime on on a on a can of gasoline or a, a 
jug of oil or whatever, you know, I'm happy with that. And, and you know, anyway. But, uh, yeah, all right. Uh, green News Report coming up. Speaking of green energy, uh, let's see. Well, this was pre-debate, so I don't know what they're talking about. But, yeah, uh, we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's, that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What, what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com. It's Thursday, October 22, 2020. Hurricane Epsilon is now a major hurricane, reaching Category 3 status on Wednesday evening. Another new record-breaking hurricane in an already record-breaking Atlantic hurricane season. Australia's Great Barrier Reef has lost half of its corals due to warming oceans. The first ever all-climate campaign ad. Plus... With no limits, no emissions, and no equals. The Hummer is back, and it's all electric. All of those stories and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Stronger, more free. Frequent hurricanes, rising tides, flooding. That's not some distant future in Miami or South Florida. You're dealing with it right now. What do you have to do, get knocked in the head to understand it? Yes, knock someone in the head. I've got a few names for you, Joe Biden. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, we're just about at that point in the Greek alphabet where I don't know any more of the letters, so this better be the last hurricane of the year. I don't know them either, and I hope you're right. Hurricane Epsilon rapidly intensified in the Atlantic Ocean on Wednesday into a major Category 3 storm in less than 24 hours. It's headed to Bermuda and is not forecast to strike the U.S. There have been so many storms in this historic 2020 Atlantic hurricane season that the National Hurricane Center ran out of official storm names and has turned to the Greek alphabet. Never before have two Greek-named storms become major hurricanes in a single season. Epsilon is the earliest 26th-named storm ever recorded, more than a month ahead of the previous record set in 2005. And it is the latest storm to intensify this quickly so far north because of unusually warm ocean temperatures providing heat energy. What do you have to do? Get knocked in the head to understand it? Two new studies focus on ocean warming. The first, in the proceedings of the National Academies of Science, estimates that the Atlantic Ocean is the warmest it has been for 3,000 years and that it markedly spiked in the last decade, Great, likely due to man-made global warming. A different study by NOAA scientists found temperatures are also rising in the deepest parts of the ocean, more quickly than previously thought. Ocean warming is also the driver behind a new study that found Australia's Great Barrier Reef has lost more than half of its famous corals since 1995. Mm. Populations of all types of corals dropped by more than 50% across the world's largest reef system because of warmer seas driven by man-made global warming and multiple extreme marine heat events in recent years. How do climate deniers who claim that uh, it's not getting warmer, how do they explain 
explain the acidification of the oceans and the death of the coral reefs. They pretend it doesn't exist. Oh, okay. As we go to air, climate change is on the list of official topics in the final presidential debate of this endless 2020 campaign on Thursday night. We'll cover what went down in our next report. On Tuesday, before the debate, a new poll showed that two-thirds of voters, 66 percent, support Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden's $2 trillion climate plan to create jobs while transitioning the nation to clean energy as a form of economic stimulus. The poll did not ask respondents about Donald Trump's climate plan because he doesn't have one. Of course he doesn't have one. The BBC reported this week that scientists studying climate change say the re-election of Donald Trump could make it, quote, impossible to keep global temperatures in check. Grist.org notes that Senate races, especially in Maine, North Carolina, Iowa, and Montana, could also help determine the fate of the planet by tipping the U.S. Senate majority to Democrats, which will be essential for passing any climate legislation. That is, if they get rid of the filibuster. Otherwise, I don't think anything's going to pass in the U.S. Senate. Also in politics, in another first for climate and the environment in presidential politics, Biden this week rolled out the very first campaign ad focused solely on climate change, featuring a cherry farmer talking about the challenges of farming amid extreme weather disasters. As I think about my grandchildren and the world we live in, I think it's very important to adopt measures to mitigate climate change. I'm John King. I'm from Central Lake, Michigan, and I'm a fruit farmer. Finally, Reuters reports that automakers are gearing up for tough new vehicle emissions rules and policies favoring electric vehicles should Biden win the White House. And in a sign of the times, that symbol of conspicuous consumption, the Hummer, is back and it's all electric. Introduced this week as the world's first all-electric super truck, it goes zero to 60 in three seconds, costs more than $100,000, and reservations for the first-year model sold out in a single hour. Nice. I will avoid any Hummer jokes here. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide, please, on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. It's It's getting so much stronger. Prescient. It's the times, and I know that I Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and you're listening to Radio for Humans. Has anybody told you how good-looking you are lately? Well, they should. Oh, my good gracious me. Look at that. Radioforhumans.com. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. Oh, yeah, I forgot my honky drop. And he doesn't come from Scranton. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, Jesus, God. Keep yapping. Keep yapping, man. Uh, yeah.
So welcome back to the show. Bobber, you were prescient. I, that's why I played that uh, <laughs> that little thing there for the Green News Report. Prescient. Uh, they were talking about the, the Hummer uh, ad. Uh, and, well, they were talking about the electric Hummer. So, and of course, Brad said he would avoid any Hummer jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, welcome back, Bobber for Freedom's Blog, Washington, D.C., the Der Braumeister. Howdy, howdy. So, yeah, that's got to feel a little good, right? You were just talking about it, and there it is on the Green News Report. Well, I am prescient sometimes. Yeah. Um, prescient! Last time, there was, um, there was a thing with uh, recently where I, I said, I told Rain about something, and then we were watching um, Rachel, and she said the same thing. Uh, look at you knocking it out of the park. It was oh, it was the uh, the you know the um, Kamala la la mala kalawa. Oh, fuck! And I said it, it sounded like you know. It reminded me of the uh, macaca. Macaca. Yeah, macaca. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, and of course, Joe Santorso, of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh, I'm sorry. Breaking news. And he doesn't come from Scranton. Uh, but he does own and operate uh, Joe's cl- clown car garage, of course. In, in now located in Kenosha. Now located in Kenosha. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what I the? I mean, what the actual F? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> And last but certainly not least, Rain for Freedom's blog, Washington, D.C., Our Girl Friday. You ready to do some name-calling? I have a special treat for everybody tonight. We're just going to do name-calling, but an old friend of the show has sent us a little audio gift based on the debate last night that I will play for everyone as a treat uh, tonight on the show. And we might have something from Monty Python as well. We'll see. Uh, But yeah, so I think we just do straight-up name-calling and then... uh, We'll uh, we'll unveil a longtime friend of the show who sent me an audio treat today. Isn't that fun? Ooh. So, yes, you all know him. You all love him. But I won't spoil it just yet. Uh, but here we are. Are you ready, Rain? I am ready. All right. So, oh, and you don't have to mention people with moons by their names or people who are currently on the show. So let's uh, go for it right now. All right. Love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's rain from fourfreedomsblog.com. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You want to mess around? source of energy known to womankind. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. All right, here we go. All right, first Special up, treat. Adam. Waiting in the wings. Adam Ebert, welcome. So I just keep going? Or? Yeah, just keep going down the line. We'll, oh. uh, prepare for the... Well, okay. a- yeah, Adam's got a moon oh, by his Adam name, but... Oh, a moon. That's okay. Uh, no, it's okay. It's fine. He deserves a mention. All right, I'm going to... He's I'm mooning the show? <laughs> yes. Um, is Michelle still here? Yeah, she's here. Mm-hmm. Okay, Michelle. Let's go with Michelle. All right, and of course Miles is out um, there too. Hello, guys. And and Miles. Um, next up we got Caitlin. Caitlin, Chris. Okay. Well, hi, Caitlin. Sort of here, sort of Number not. one fan. We have uh, Firefox or Fox. Fo- oh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> There it is, Foxfire. Um, Five. Francie, we got Francie. Oh, Francie and the heads. Um, 
We have Heather. Thank you for lit hanging out on the watch party last night, Heather. A lot of folks were at the watch party. Very fun. We have uh, Ian McCormick. Yep. Welcome, she Ian. Was one of our uh, mass hole contingents. Ian McCormick. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got Jeans Girl. We've oh, well, got hello, Kat. Jeans Girl. Hello, Cat. We've, we've got Ken Sr. Hello, Dad. He voted today, ladies and germs. Hello. Can I say hello, Dad, too? Sure. Um, We've got Livin' on Long Island. Sorry about the mix-up, Livin'. I tried to buy him a sexy liberal... Uh, um, ticket for tomorrow, and I accidentally bought him a pass to watch the last one from September. Oopsie. <laughs> but you can still watch that for a year. If, if, okay. I'm glad that there was a mix-up. Um, Bob and I will try to figure out a way to get him a ticket for tomorrow night. You just gotta use his um, email, and uh, he'll have to show up as you guys, uh, what, whatever name is on your credit card, basically. Uh-oh. Okay. So. Uh... Uh, next up, we got Meow. 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 Meow goodness. Nature boy. Oh, my goodness. Uh, next up, we have Olo, also known as Scoops from in Rhode Island. And I can't wait to hear his news on the Book of Faces. Oh, yeah. All right. Very uh, good. We got President. Yeah, uh, President. Hello. Uh, Theo. Oh, good brother, Theo. And Von Hammer. Hello, Shane. Uh, and then, you know, uh, the Suze. Yes, she's laying down right now because this freaking storm came out of nowhere and got her uh, stinking um, sinuses all out of whack, as are mine, too. So, but she's um, getting. Destroyer Kurt. Cousin Curtis heard on uh, her, uh, he and the Suze. And Miles and Michelle and Zelda heard on Geeky Gals and Guys every Sunday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, I didn't see Zelda in there, but yeah, Ze oh, there she is, Zelda. Yep. Sorry, I'm getting used to this. It's all right. Um, and then, uh... Zelda McGregor. Kenny Pink, Bobber, Joe, myself, and last but not least, Trojan Rabbit. All right. Well, just in in order, uh, 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 out of tradition, we're gonna play this before I play the special audio treat we have. So here we go. Bravely boats a robin brought forth from Camelot. He was not afraid to die. Oh, brave Sir Robin! He was not at all afraid to be killed in nasty ways. Brave, 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 brave Sir Robin! He was not in the least bit scared to be mashed into a pulp Or to have his eyes gouged out and his elbows broken To have his kneecaps split and his body burned away And his limbs all hacked and mangled, brace a robin His head smashed in and his heart cut out and his liver removed And his bowels unplugged and his nostrils raped and his bottom burnt off and his penis That's a... That's enough music for now, lads. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, don't don't say, uh, say penis in this house. I mean, come on, minstrels, clean up your act. Um, so, all right, I got a message today, and he is hard at work right now, so he can't listen. But I will send him the podcast link. Our good friend Jacob Dean sent me a little treat. 
based on the debate. He, but yes, he's uh, he's work. Uh, I told him we were getting ready to play it, and he said, "Ha ha, awesome, love you, buddy, miss you." I'm cranking away at the PDX newsroom here. Hope you are well. And uh, and he says, "I heard this piece of the debate and thought of it right away." And <laughs> and it basically, uh, he, he's taking a, a tip from um um. Oh, uh, unnecessary. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel has the, uh, what the unnecessary censorship thing. And, uh, he found a part of the debate to censor, which is pretty funny. I love solar, but solar doesn't quite have it yet. It's not powerful yet to, to really run our big, beautiful factories that we need to compete with the world. So it's all a pipe dream, but you know what we'll do? We're going to have the greatest economy in the world, but if you want to kill the economy, right. get rid of your oil industry. You want, and and what about f***ing? All right, now, let me now let me have, have let me allow f- Vice President I Biden to have respond. I never said I oppose f***ing. You, you said it on I, tape. I did show the tape. Put it on your website. I'll put it on. Put it on the website. The fact of the matter is, show he's flat lying. Would you flat. rule out banning f***ing? I do rule out banning f***ing because the answer we need, we need other industries to transition to get to ultimately a complete zero emissions by 2025. What I will do with f***ing over time is make sure that we can capture the emissions from the f***ing, capture the emissions from gas. We can do that and we can do that by investing money in doing it, but it's a transition to that. I have one more question in this pod. Excuse me, he was against he said it. I will show that to you tomorrow. I Good. am against until he got the nomination, <laughs> went to Pennsylvania. Then he said, but you know what, Pennsylvania? He'll be against it very soon because his party is totally against on federal land. I said no <laughs> you land said or oil on federal land. Let me ask this final <laughs> question. Yeah, no fucking on federal land. So, um, I, uh, you know what though we we need to resist the harvesting of uh, fucking emissions uh, because that sounds awfully familiar. I can no longer sit back and allow communist infiltration, communist indoctrination, communist subversion, and the international communist conspiracy to sap and impurify all of our precious bodily fluids. Yeah. <laughs> Little strange love there for you. Um, that's what they call uh, fucking in, in national uh, <laughs> national uh, 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 property. Uh, strange love. Uh, but no, thank you, Jacob Dean. Uh, we'll give you a full-fledged amen, amen. for that. Amen. Uh, when, will this, when will this fucking end? Um, but yeah, that was, that was too funny. I appreciate that uh, very much and, uh, didn't want to deprive you, the listening audience from, uh, the care, compassion and humor of one Jacob Dean. Uh, so anyway, uh, we, we're going to, uh, any birthdays, anybody mention any birthdays? I didn't see any. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Well, it was Kamala's birthday on Tuesday. Whose birth? No, there was somebody... Shoot. Somebody important's birthday is today. Sanjay. Oh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Gupta. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. 
So, oh, and I also should mention today, uh, uh, not only not just did Dad vote today, but Zelda voted today too. Also, if I didn't mention it, I checked the Board of Elections website, and both Susan and I's ballots have been approved for counting. So, uh, Bob and I voted on Wednesday. Oh, awesome, awesome. So, how was uh, your experience? Was there a wait at all? What, no, there was no wait. I actually Good. drove up in the truck and dropped our two ballots into the drop box. Oh, into the drop box? Which means I may have technically voted twice. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's is the, there's there's a story out there right now, like asshole Trump poll watchers. People were dropping off multiple ballots, like three, four ballots yeah. at a time. And yeah, in, in Pennsylvania. Pencil, in Pennsylvania, right? Very yeah. interesting thing. I literally dropped off my ballot and Bob's ballot. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in Pennsylvania and in other states, but when I dropped our ballots off, mm-hmm. University of Maryland police, they were they were there. They were watching. Yeah. They didn't have any problems with me putting them in. Sure. So it, Well, that's good. It, that means there was consent. And I got an email today that said they were received. Good, good. Least, yeah, I, I didn't. At least mine I didn't, was received. I didn't get the email. I had to actually go to the the BOE website, Board of Elections website, and log in. Well, just give them some cursory information like my name and the last four of my social or something like that. And uh, and I did the same for me and Sue's, and it said that they were accepted and ready to count. So, and I believe they start counting them the day on November third. In at like as soon as they start, I don't eight a, eight a.m. six a.m. whatever. So, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I'm excited about that. Uh, so, all right, on that, uh, oh yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah, Doctor Sanjay Gupta. Well, well, you know, uh, he's been an, inval- an invaluable voice uh, during the pandemic. So, even if he doesn't listen to our show. John Boehner wants to wish you a happy birthday, good doctor. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday! Oh, and... How amazing is that uh, gif that Francie posted of the woman standing in front of the swan and she's got the mask around her neck and she's getting her face next to the swan and the swan snaps the mask onto her face the right way. Dude, that's really <laughs> awesome. So, and Michelle's like, wow, even swans know how to wear masks. <laughs> so, swans, for the record, are yeah. really bad at Jeans Girl says, the swans are tired of your bullshit, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I think uh, I think Jeans Girl's riding the A train home. A train home tonight. Uh, so, all right, back to the debates. Uh, we got a lot of audio to get through still, uh, but it, that's kind of why I wanted to do an abbreviated name calling. Um, but uh, this is. Um, Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. This one is good. This one is longer. Um, and it is, uh, but it's a really super important clip because 
Trump basically is, in so many words, Trump is saying, you know what? We just need herd immunity. He's listening to a uh, noted Batman supervillain, uh, Dr. Atlas. Scott Atlas, is that his name? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wish Charles Atlas would come Maybe back and, uh, <laughs> and punch him out. Um, but <laughs> I wish that Atlas would get shrugged. Yeah, <laughs> shrugged right off the fucking planet. Um, right. Into the sun. But yeah, so... Uh, Trump is obviously listening to Scott Atlas. Uh, Anthony Fauci came out today and said as much that he's like, yeah, Dr. Atlas has, and, and uh, what the thing I love about it, Scott Atlas and the analogies people are making is he's a radiologist. So yeah. getting him to give the, you know, your advice is like uh, on a pandemic is kind of like, um, getting a foot doctor to take care of your brain surgery. You know, a podiatrist, a podiatrist to, to instead of a neurologist, right? You really don't know what's end, end is up that way. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I was going to make try and get a Ben Carson joke in there, but I fell asleep thinking <laughs> about him. So, um... Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> nightmare about to happen. Uh, yeah. So where the hell's Ben Carson been? Where the hell's Betsy DeVos been? Where are all ben these Carson's people? At, at, the, at the dentist, I think. Oh, ben, he did he eat some? Did he eat some soft eggs again? <laughs> he had some scrambled eggs in the mess. <laughs> <laughs> he lost all his teeth. Oh my tooth! Uh, <laughs> and that's the tooth, folks. Um, so, <laughs> you know what, time, you know what, uh, what, what time it is when you, when uh, Ben Carson goes to the dentist tooth hurty. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> oh sorry, I had to get that dad joke in there, even though I'm, I'm a cat dad, it's a cat dad joke. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> anyway, here, here we go. Uh, uh, Trump basically is doubling down on herd immunity. Change my mind. I say we're learning to live with it. We have no choice. We can't lock ourselves up in a basement like Joe does. He has the <laughs> he has the ability to lock himself up. I don't know. He's obviously made a lot of money someplace. But he has this thing about living in a basement. People can't do that. By the way, I, as the president, couldn't do that. I'd love to put myself in the basement or in a beautiful room in the White House and go away for a year and a half until it disappears. Please do, sir. I can't do that. And, Kirsten, every t every meeting I had, every meeting I had, and I'd meet a lot of families, including Gold Star families and military families. Here we go every again. Every meeting I had, and I had to meet them. I had to. It would be horrible to have canceled everything. I said, you know, this is dangerous. And you catch it. And, you know, I caught it. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Great doctors, great hospitals. I'm just going to pause it. He just fucking blamed Gold Star families again for him getting COVID-19. Yeah, and he didn't learn a lot at all. He, he learned learn nothing. Anything. He learned nothing. Um, but anyway, continue. And now I recovered. 99.9 of young people recover. 99% of people recover. We have to recover. We can't close up our nation. We have to open our school, and we can't close up our nation. We just have one school? We're not going to have a nation. And, of course, the CDC has said... We have to open a nation, or we're not going to have a nation. Oh, my God, this is the same shit. It's called, we have a country. If we don't have a border, we don't have a country. 
Young people can get sick with COVID-19 and can pass it. Vice President Biden, I want to talk broadly about strategy, though. You have I respond to that? 30 seconds, please, and then I seconds. have a question. No, number one, he says that we're, uh, you know, we're learning to live with it. People are learning no. to die with it. You folks Thank home you. will have an empty chair at the kitchen table this morning. That man or wife going to bed tonight and reaching over to try to touch their out of habit where their wife or husband was is gone. Learning to live with it. Come on. We're dying with it because he has never said, you see, you said it's dangerous. When's the last time? Is it really dangerous still? Are we dangerous? You tell the people it's dangerous now. What should they do about the danger? And you say, I take no responsibility. Let me talk about your two. Excuse me. I take, full, re- I take full responsibility. Oh, do you? It's not my fault that he came here. It's China's oh. fault. And you know what? It's oh. not Joe's fault that he came here either. Oh, it's not? It's China's fault. They kept <laughs> it from going into the <laughs> rest of China for the most part, but they didn't keep it from coming out to the world, including Europe and ourselves. Vice President Biden. The fact is that when we knew it was coming, when it hit, what happened? What did the president say? He, he said, don't worry. It's going to go away. Be gone by Easter. Don't worry. The warm weather. Don't worry. Maybe inject bleach. He said he was kidding when he said that. But a lot of people thought it was serious. A whole range of things the president has said. Even today, he thinks we are. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, man. All right. I stopped the clip. Um, and it's going to take me forever to get back to it. I just dropped something on my space bar and stopped it. Oh. Um, but, yeah. So the, the basic gist is, uh, you know, uh, Biden is is saying, you know, I mean, he dropped the ball. He he didn't warn us when he should have. And uh, Trump is saying, no, I take full responsibility except China. You know, I mean, yes, it originated in China. We understand that, sweetheart. (laughs) But what did you do to stop it? Oh, China ban. Okay, what about a Europe man? Right? Watch the Borat movie. There, Maybe more could have been done. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Teaser. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, this is... Uh, uh, yeah, here. One, 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 just, I have that isolated. Here we go. I take full responsibility. It's not my fault that it came here. Oh. It's China's fault. And you know what? It's not Joe's fault that it came here either. Why it's would it, China's fault. Why would it be Joe's fault? <laughs> Again, I'm sure you, Joe is relieved to hear that from Trump, huh? Whew, ah. whew, yeah. Boy, all this time I thought it was my fault. Thanks, oh. thanks Donald. Uh, well, his supporters, <clears throat> all his Q... <clears throat> I won't say what I want to call them. His QAnon uh, folks. Um, I have another name I call them in private. Um but uh, And it's it's cruel. I shouldn't say it. But, uh, but yeah, all, all the QAnon people... What's it? No, no, it's 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 a it's a variation of the R word, and I don't like saying it. It, it just makes me mad. Um, so, and I shouldn't say it, but I do in private. I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of an awful person sometimes. Um, but uh, it, it, no, I, I think uh, it, it was Joe. This was so important for for Biden to just um, come out and say, look, you know, he knew what was going on. He just shrugged, you know, speaking of Atlas shrug, you know, um, shithead shrugged. And, you know, and, and and Trump is like, I take full responsibility, but it came from China. It's not Joe's fault. It's China's fault. What kind of infantile nonsense is this, Joe? Well, 
That's like saying, um, well, the house is burning down, but before we put it out, we have to find out who set. You, it you doesn't know, matter at that point. Put the yeah. fire. You know, it doesn't matter where the virus came from. It doesn't matter how it got here. What matters is how we're dealing with it. It's yes. here. It's here. Yeah. So it doesn't matter where it came from. It's here. Uh, exactly. You know, it's it now be- an American virus because... That's right. That's right. It right. sucks. It's, it's tearing through our country. 75% of, of the country is now has exponential growth in cases. We broke a record today. 83,000 cases. The <sighs> most in one day ever. Slow the testing down. Yeah, slow the testing down, please. So it doesn't matter anymore. Okay, China, Kenosha, Scranton. It doesn't matter where it came from. Okay, it's here. <laughs> Kenosha, Scranton. <laughs> well, we got news. I got news for you. Uh, he doesn't come from Scranton. Uh, so, no, it, it yeah. did. Yes, he it abandoned it when he was a, uh, in, in the prime, in, mid, in, in, in the middle of his life at 10 years old. Right, three uh, years after his first Holy Communion. Geez. He abandoned God and Scranton. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jesus, God. Uh, yeah. But uh, real quick, we're, we're way over right now. Uh, Raiden, you have anything you want to add uh, to that before we hit the break? I just want to ask a question that might be Go for three, it. four months old. Why did the President of the United States stand down? when we could have defeated this virus. Yeah. Uh, Because he's an egomaniacal freak and all he cares about, or, you know, I mean, he's proved over and over and we'll have audio for it later. He cares about Wall Street. He doesn't care about Main Street. And, you know, he can mock Joe for, you know, uh, and we'll get to that too, where he mocked Joe Biden and American families for sitting around the table, worried about how they're going to put tires on their car, make the next mortgage payment. And, 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 you know, Trump mocked American families and Biden at the same time by, by trashing that. He doesn't fucking care about anything except his bottom line and, you know, the people at the top who wanted to elect him that knew that he would take care of them. He could have been reelected if he stood up this. Well, and, and he still might be. Uh, God forbid, but he still might. Um, uh, Bobber, anything you want to add before we go to the break? Um, I don't know if uh, if the clip is going to come up, but in case it doesn't, um, the one thing that Trump said last night was that really irked me that nobody followed up on was when he said. Um, you know, I'm getting uh, countries are telling me I'm doing a great job with this. You know, uh, they're all saying I'm doing great. And I wanted somebody to ask him, okay, which countries and which leaders specifically are telling you this? Yeah, yeah, seriously. Because yeah, it's, I, a sort of, it's a sort of bullshit thing he throws out there that, you know, just call him on it, you know, just ask him, okay, which ones specifically? Yeah. I concur. Uh, well, you know, and and fortunately, Biden threw it out there. Post the clip on your website. Tell me one scientist who said that. You know, he was calling him out where he could. But again, when you get a whirlwind shitstorm like that, it, it's really hard to react uh, in real time. It, it's just Biden it, can't be a one man fact checker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, he he can't do the job of a uh, hundred people. You know. 
Um, but, uh, he can do the job one job for all of us though. And that stand up for decency, our values in the American way of life, which, uh, Trump has completely abandoned, neglected and, uh, just been incompetent, impotent and horrendous and, and wrecked our country as we knew he would. So anyway, we got to go to the break. We'll be right back with more from the debate right after this. Friends, here's some exciting news. Everybody! You can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to... Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Thanks up, everybody, for walking more. And now, on with the show. I mean, what the actual F? Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, t- some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! All right, welcome back to the show. Sorry we got back so late. Uh, of course, uh, Bobber for Freedom's blog, Der Braumeister. Welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you. And Rain for Freedom's blog at Washington, D.C. Welcome back to you as well. We only had one jet fighter fly over the house today. Oh, only one? Yeah, we've had a lot of jet jet fighters flying over the house the past few months. It's like when asshole came to town uh, this summer with all the fucking Osprey helicopters zipping overhead. Ooh, that was yeah, a scary time. Yeah, it is time. like that, Kenny. Actually, it is like that. Except, you know, we're on the we're on the flight path to Andrews. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys, I mean, I, I you know, uh, that was a whole new experience for me. So, I can't yeah. even imagine what that would be like on a regular basis. Um, and the last but certainly not least, uh, we just found out this information tonight. Uh, he doesn't come from Scranton. Joe Santorsa, uh, from Kenosha. <laughs> uh, the clown car has been relocated. The clown car garage has been relocated. Welcome back, Joe. Temporarily operating out of Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Why not? So, uh, well, maybe, maybe you can move to Delaware, uh, it, when you're 10. God knows where I'll be next week. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. We, 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 you know, you got to change your location uh, constantly. Time to change. Uh, I think I'm going to anchor it. Well, you know where you should go? It's very nice this time of year. In Florida. I mean, in uh, Scotland. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I meant. Yosemites. Yosemites. Yeah, go to one of those places. Yeah. What the hell? All right, uh, let's go ahead and get right back into the audio from the debate. Make sure we can uh, get to all of it because, uh, again, I I cannot emphasize enough how important this debate was and how much has been glossed over uh, by the the pundits out there and how they seem to be playing this game once again 
the the both sides thing and oh well this is a concern i and you know what trey gowdy god help me if i ever meet you god help you and me if i ever fucking come face to face with you because wait, where was that, trey gowdy wait trey gowdy trey gowdy was on fox and said <gasps> And he said, I still don't know who the big man is. What? Uh, about that email, the, the the fake email that they're talking about, about the big man gets 10%. And, and Biden, oh we'll get God. to it, Biden asked the question, oh, maybe you're the big man, maybe you're not, during the debate. And uh, it, it's so sleazy and it's so disgusting. Um. Uh, oh, yeah. But you know the 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 thing uh, with the, I, this Trump's uh, little thing about um, uh, taking no responsibility uh, reminded me of this, where he's like, "I don't take responsibility," but China w- made me think of this, Mister Showcliffe. And don't forget to break some rules, <laughs> but don't break any rules. Yeah. So uh, it's just a complete contradiction in an instant. No self awareness. Uh, you know, just, uh, I think, um, uh, Aaron Rupar said it, it, it was like the definition of incoherence when, uh, uh, uh Trump said, uh, where is it? Where's the, where's the clip? Shit. I had it. Uh, yeah. Full responsibility. There it is. This one. Yeah. I take full responsibility. It's not my fault that it came here. It's China's fault. And you know what? It's not Joe's fault that it came here either. It's China's fault. Well, Joe warned you about it a year ago. You stupid piece of shit. You you should have warned the American people about it. Instead, you were talking to Bob Woodward and giving yourself a tubing. Wait, can you replay that clip? I take full responsibility, and yet I don't. Did I hear that right? You I sure did. You right. You sure did. I take full responsibility. It's not my fault that it came here. It's China's fault. And you know what? It's not Joe's fault that it came here either. It's China's fault. It's not Joe's fault either. I mean... It's China's fault. I cannot get over the fact I take full responsibility. But it's not my fault. But it's not my fault. Unbelievable. Forget everything that came after that. Forget the China thing. Forget Joe, Joe Biden. Right there. That should be actually just, that's the entire debate right there. Yeah. I take full responsibility, but it's not my fault. But it. I, 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 unfucking believable. Why, why aren't people talking about, why isn't that on an infinite loop on cable? Um, so the, the buck stops here, but the, the credit, the, the debt goes someplace else. Yeah, you sure. Exactly. So, uh, all right. But, you know, but, you know, of course, honest Abe over here. Abraham Lincoln here is one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all right. So, so let's get back to it. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. We, we did, we listened to that one. Uh, this next one. Trump, uh, well, Joe Joe Biden responds to uh, Trump's lies about him calling. Uh, it, it, he said that Biden called him a xenophobe, and of course he's doing. And Nancy Pelosi was dancing in the streets in Chinatown, you know, Chinatown. 
uh, you know, I'm surprised he didn't bring I, up her refrigerator I, or I freezer full of ice this, cream or something I am like that. In full support of Ginatown. Sure. Yeah. yeah I go. support Ginatown. Just, I just I'm, want to I'm with you. it out there. <laughs> Uh, all right. I think you clipped that point on the head. Um, so wait, no, um, sorry. Uh, anyway, um, uh, let's get back to the man in the boat. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, Trump uh, and Biden, but yeah, uh, he, he calls out Trump's lie about xenophobe. Biden did not call him a xenophobe regarding his limited, very limited and ineffective travel ban to China. I never, ever said what he accused me of saying. The fact of the matter is, in 2000, though, after the crime bill had been in, 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 in the law for a while, this is a guy who said, well, the problem with the crime bill, there's not enough people in jail. There's not enough people in jail. And go on my website, get the quote, the date when he said it. Not enough people. He talked about marauding gangs, young gangs, and the people who are going to maraud our cities. This is a guy who in the Central Park Five, five innocent black kids, he continued Thank to push you. for making sure that they got the death penalty. None of them were none of them were guilty of what the crime of the crimes they were suggested. Look, and talk about he granted, he did in fact let 20 people, he commuted 20 people sentences. We commuted over a thousand people sentences. Ooh. Over a thousand. The very law he's talking about is a law that, in fact, initiated by Barack Obama. And secondly, we're in a situation here where we, the federal prison system was reduced by 38,000 people under our administration. And one of these things we should be doing, there should be no, no minimum mandatories in the law. That's why I'm offering $20 billion to states to change their state laws to eliminate minimum mandatories and set up drug courts. No one should be going to jail because they have a drug problem. They should be going to rehabilitation, not to jail. Yeah. I love the idea of drug courts. I, I think it's a, 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 a beautiful idea. I mean, Pe men mental or chemical issues are, mm -hmm. are not crimes. No. I just had a nice yes. conversation out of the blue with one of my former co-workers, um, a good friend by the name of Brian. And he said, hey, man, I don't know if you knew, uh, but I was struggling with addiction and I'm like two years clean now. Uh, and uh, he, he said at one point in his life, he had a $120 a day heroin habit. I lost a friend to heroin uh, years ago, uh, Cliff, who used to work on the comics with us. Um, and, um, Cliff never spent a day in jail, but he should have gotten rehabilitation at some point. Um, you know, I don't think Brian spent a day in jail and nor should he have because it's an illness. Too many people look at addiction as a, a, a character flaw. It's not, yeah. it's an illness. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh. Yeah. And and I think that <clears throat> yes, Kenny, I totally agree with you. And we also have an awful lot of um you know, troops who come back and they suffer PTSD and too many times they become, you know, 
addicted to opioids. We need to start separating drug abuse from criminal. Criminal. Well, addiction from criminal behavior. I mean, because, yeah. I mean, are we, you know, do we want to lock people up who get cancer? Because that's an illness. Do we want to lock people up who have heart disease or diabetes? I mean, addiction, it has been noted over and over and over that it is an illness. It is hereditary in many cases. Uh, we're you know, also, we're also locking up people for pot. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Insane. I just feel like we need to maybe <clears throat> come down into a place where you have to create two different courts. You know, the way the way that we used to have family court, juvenile court, and criminal court. Mm-hmm. We don't have that anymore. I don't know when it changed, but we don't have that anymore. Yeah, Joe, what's your what's your take on that? Uh, on uh, I mean, because I, I thought that was a beautiful crystalline idea there from Joe Biden, especially with the the drug courts. Absolutely, and also he indicated I don't know if it was this one or the last debate that he wants to federalize legal marijuana. Uh, Kamala Harris uh, said that in the VP debate. Okay, so. Which is also important. You know, there's so many people that uh, are in state or federal institutions as residents mm-hmm. who are on medical marijuana for pain and other illnesses where it can't be administered because it's federally illegal. Yeah. And that's another thing that sticks in my craw is that patients have a right to th- their treatment and this is being prevented by federal regulations yeah and and, and it goes to the point of uh patients uh, you know this this helps restore the dignity of people who are suffering from severe or or maybe not so severe illnesses you know uh, medical marijuana is, is helpful for a wide variety of maladies and it helps restore the dignity of people and takes away the stigma of them feeling like they're powerless to uh you know control a disease or ailment or whatever um and in you know it, it, it stigmatizes them. oh you're a criminal oh you're a dopehead look at you you like the marijuana you know, I, 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 and so far we've gotten that from Biden Harris. They're going to decriminalize marijuana, and uh, but yeah, you're 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 spot on with that, Joe. I just in in Trump, I it's uh, I I don't know if I already played the clip or not, but there's one clip where he's like, "Oh, well, this lockdown's terrible. People are doing drugs and alcohol and committing suicide." What? Well, whose fault is that? Huh. We know whose fault that is. So, uh, uh, but Joe, anything else you want to add? No, that's it. All right, Bobber, what what are your thoughts here? Yeah, in in D.C. Actually, in D.C., where you know Trump lives and and Biden is will be li- living, and our government runs. Um, Pot is it's it's legal to carry it. 
Mm-hmm. It's legal, you know. It's legal to possess it. It's legal to smoke it at home. It's legal to give it away, and it's legal to grow it. You just can't sell it, and uh, you can't smoke it in public. And uh, this is at the where at the center of where our government is. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a good model for the rest of the country, um, other than the, you know selling it for for medical reasons, of course. So that's yeah. You know that that should be legal, uh, and and you know there are whole the whole reason for doing it was to take the criminal element out of out of marijuana, so you know people wouldn't get so you wouldn't tie up the courts and the police with stupid little possession charges, which is just a waste mm-hmm. of everybody's time and money. Yeah, and um, resources. It also money, prevents if you're not if you're if from the if you can grow it yourself and and, and don't have to you know um, steal money or commit crimes to to buy it or sell it, you know then. It takes that out of it as well. It's just common sense. Uh, exactly. And um, <sighs> I, 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 I just hope we, you know, uh, what, what, what is it? We're, uh, we're, we're turning the corner. We're rounding the corner <laughs> on, on legalizing weed for everybody. I mean, because this is, this is just nonsense. I, I'm so... I'm so tired of this, uh, you know, I, well, and another important thing in there uh, uh, that Biden said, you commuted 20 people's sentences. We did a thousand. We commuted a thousand people's sentences. Yeah. And yes. I'm wondering, is is that 20? Are, are those some of those sentences people that were directly related to Trump who were serving jail time? Or maybe uh, the Kardashian girl. Well, uh, yeah, she she pushed for the the uh, I forget the woman's name who was you know Kim wrongfully Kardashian. wrongfully uh, what's that? Kim Kardashian. Yes, no, no, no. The, the, that woman's name. So. Yeah, I, I'm saying she she was advocating for a woman to be released from prison, but why stop there? Why stop with one? individual who was wrongly accused fuck your reality show fuck your sister's reality shows fuck your mother's reality shows keep going keep trying to work with this president that woman who was released actually advocated i think she spoke at the republican rally or yeah she she um, spoke at the rnc you're right rnc um I, I just I'm at the point where I just don't want this to be continually politicized by the Republican Party. And I say that specifically because the Republican Party is using legalization of pot to make it look like we love you black people because we know you black people like to smoke the pot. Mm, they don't know this honky, do they? Um, well, that's that's thank you, Ken. Thank you. Because that's the thing. Like over here on on our, and I am making this very very divided. Over here on the Democratic side, there is actually a legitimate discussion over how are we going to legalize pot, and you know, as Bob mentioned here in D.C., which we're in the Beltway. Um, but it's in Maryland, noted. in Maryland, you know, we can carry a certain amount without, mm-hmm. it's just like basically a traffic ticket. Sure. And that's happening over there in, in, in Virginia. Now, I would like to see it legalized 
across the board. There needs to be a national mandate. There need it, it's yeah. a plant. It's a plant. It is not a gateway drug. It is I not. Agree. It is not a. You will not overdose from it. You might get some uh, paranoia every once in a while if you ever do it. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I think it's good. But uh, anyway, uh, it's uh, it's so good, so good actually. That's so good. Uh, okay. All right, so I want to play one last little clip uh, from uh, the debate before we go to the break. And Biden has said it before, and he said it again last night, and this is at the core of the Biden-Harris ticket. It was really a big bailout for badly run Democrats. Oh, shit, shit, yeah. Uh, sorry, the setup here is uh, uh, Trump's uh, shit-talking blue states, blue cities, de- Democrat-run cities. It was really a big bailout for badly run Democrat cities and states. All right, I want to. If I get elected, I'm not going to. I'm running as a proud Democrat, but I'm going to be an American president. I don't see red states and blue states. What I see is American, United States. And folks, every single state out there finds themselves in trouble. They're going to start laying off, whether they're red or blue, cops, firefighters, first responders, because teachers, because they have to balance their budget. And the founders were smart. They allowed the federal government to deficit spend to compensate for the United States of America. Yeah, for the United Ooh. States of America. Uh, except for, well, Joe, Joe, you being in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Well, actually, I we've unearthed information. Of Kenosha. That, yes, we, yeah. we've, un- we've unearthed uh, the, the truth, though. And he doesn't come from Scranton. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, he, he lives in, in, in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. That's oh, well, there you go. I like that. So, or is it Kenosha, Kenosha Pennsylvania? Kenosha, Kenosha, <laughs> Mississippi. At this point. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to play that. That was a, a, a good little bit of, of Joe Biden showing off his heart. Right, Bobber? And don't you have a song called The Heart that we're going to play next? Oh, I guess I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at me with the segues. We'll be right back uh, for the final segment of this weekend edition of Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. A smooth-talking, jive-talking street thug. KennyPick.com.
boys and girls, your attention, please. Presenting a new exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Paul's Memory Bank. This is Paul B., and I'd like to invite you to my show every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Radio for Humans. I'll present classic Golden Age Superman radio adventures and hand-picked old-time radio comedy episodes. Out of these clothes, it's Superman's turn now. Right now, I've got three times as many muscles as anybody else in the world. <laughs> and every one of them has a toothache. How do you manage to get into all this trouble? Oh, I don't know. I guess I just know the right people. <laughs> You'll be on the edge of your seat and laughing your head off all at once. Paul's Memory Bank, only on Radio for Humans. RadioForHumans.com Hey, this is Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here. Really? Yes, it's just that simple. Listen to the Bradcast every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern right here on Radio for Humans. Please visit RadioForHumans.com and Bradblog.com. Let it all hang out. Oh, wow. That, to me, is extremely exciting. Hi, this is Kenny Pick. You're not listening to Radio for Robots. This is Radio for Humans. I don't see you crying, robot. Why? Why was I programmed to feel pain? Radioforhumans.com Robot. 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 Robot! Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Like Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C., twice. And you know what? I, I would love to thank Scranton, but we can't anymore. And he doesn't come from Scranton. Yeah, thank you, Kenosha. <laughs> or uh, Florida. In Florida. I mean, in uh, Scotland. All right. Welcome back, guys. Um, and, Joe, I can't wait to find out where you are this, this coming Tuesday. Uh, you're in the Witness Protection Program, correct? In Kenosha. Yeah. So, all right, uh, let's get back to the debate audio. We have a lot more to get through. I don't, we're definitely not going to get through what I have tonight. So I will try and um, uh, pick and choose uh, of what we have left, what is more important. This one uh, to me is, it's along the same lines of, you know, Biden is going to be the president for everyone. <clears throat> Trump, you know where his allegiances lie, and uh, he he you know admits it over and over and over. And uh, this is where the not from Scranton line comes from as well. The idea that the stock market is booming is his only measure of what's happening. Where I come from in Scranton and Claymont, the people don't live off of the stock market. Just in the, uh, just in the last three, uh, three years during this crisis, the, the billionaires in this country made, according to the Wall Street, 700 billion more dollars. 
700 billion more dollars because that's his only measure. What happens to the ordinary people out there? What happens to them? Let's talk about what's happening on Capitol Hill. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. Through the roof. And he doesn't come from Scranton. That's like one of the... He lived there for a short period of time before he even knew it. We're going to move on to the next question. And he left. The people of Pennsylvania Let me move on to my next... Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So, so Joe, how's your 401k doing? Is it through the roof? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I know mine's speaking not. Of my roof. Speaking of my roof. <laughs> yeah, Uh-oh. I probably can't fix it because my 401k is now a four. <laughs> <laughs> a 4k? <laughs> a four. A 4k. Uh, or maybe it's just 4g. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or 5G, Bill Gates. Yeah, get Bill Gates and the bats uh, involved, and George Soros and all that. Uh, but I mean, it, it, to me, it, it, it's like that's all he cares about. He doesn't get everyday families and people who are looking to pay bills. Bobber, uh, he's he doesn't care about any of that. And then the next clip will will uh, solidify that more than more than that last one. But you know. Again, his only measure is the stock market. That's it. It's uh, I've always found that an odd measure of how good the economy's doing, you know, because ultimately it's, it's how much money people have in their pockets to spend. That's that's really the whether or not we have a good economy. Exactly. Ooh. And most so, people uh, don't have stocks. Yeah, rain. Uh, you want to add to that? Yeah, I just want to agree with Bob on this one. You know, the stock market is one thing, but it doesn't really make one fuck of a difference. If you can't go to the store and pull out your debit card and put it in the machine and pay for your groceries. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'd like Trump to go talk. K doesn't make a damn difference if you have no money in your bank account. Sure, I would love Trump to go, you know, have a town hall where people have been waiting in uh, food, you know, uh, for for food in lines at food pantries or, uh, you know, uh, people who are in food deserts right now. I mean, you know, I've seen featured on CNN at the very least, you know, uh, uh, there's been story after story about. Uh, you know, uh, people who are, uh, they, they get a little box of food that they have to stretch for a week for four or five, six family members. Uh, it, it's, it's nonsense. And, but, oh, but look at your 401k. Does, you, does, the, does the 401k make dinner, breakfast, and lunch? I only, up until a couple of months ago, I didn't realize that we actually have a food you know, a, a, a food pantry two blocks away from us. Oh, good. Yeah, you should donate the to the he- the heck out of that. Where yes. Susan and I are putting but, one, putting together um, a food pantry donation right now because uh, this crisis is is uh, untenable. When he talks about four hundred one k, it really, I mean, it goes back to what Bob and Joe were talking about. Your four hundred one k. You can't put your debit card yeah. into a machine and say, "Oh, I've got, I've got something in my four hundred one k." Sure, <clears throat> because that four hundred one k isn't money. 
Yeah, and if I'm I'm 49, I have two 401ks, right? And if I cash those in right now, if I just said, fuck it, uh, you know, I just need money right now, which uh, fortunately I don't, if I decided to cash them in right now, I would be penalized so, so much on that. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. So it's not, it's like, oh, okay, my 401k is going to be great in 23 years or 24 years or whatever. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh, good job, Trump. Good job. Can I get a big piece of beautiful chocolate cake to go with that, too? It's not yours, Ken. It's not. That money is not yours until the law says it's yours. Exactly. Uh, Until the, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but here we go. Uh, We got got to roll along on this. Uh, But this one was absolutely stunning to me. That Trump went after Biden for trying to have empathy. He was he was trying to have empathy to to people who are going through this uh, Trump inflicted uh, uh, disaster with COVID nineteen. And he and he says what you know what do people want to hear? Do they want to hear about Hunter Biden? Do they want to hear about four hundred one k's? Do they want to hear about I'm the least racist person in the room? No. What the fuck is going on next Tuesday? Next week? Tomorrow? My kids going to school, putting food on the table. You know our our, our mortgage payment coming up, and Trump does this utterly despicable move to trash not just Biden for having empathy towards American families, but towards American families altogether. There's a reason why he's bringing up all this malarkey. There's a reason for it. He doesn't want to talk about the, the, the substantive issues. It's not about his family and my family. It's about your family. And your family's hurting badly. If you're making less than, if you're a middle class family, you're getting hurt badly right now. You're sitting at the kitchen table this morning deciding, well, we can't get new tires, they're bald because we have to wait another month or so. Or are we going to be able to pay the mortgage? Or who's going to tell her she can't go back to, to community college? They're the decisions you're making in the middle class families like I grew up in Scranton and Claymont. They're in trouble. We should be talking about your families, but that's the last thing he wants to talk about. I want, to, is a I want to talk about North Korea. Me, I do want to second, turn to please. 10 seconds, Mr. President. That's 10 seconds. Oh, political Here's a statement. shovel. Take Let's a get off this China thing. And then he looks. The family, around the oh. table, everything. Just right. a typical right. politician when I see that. Let's talk I'm about North Korea. I'm not a typical Korea politician. Okay, That's President. why I got elected. That let's was, talk let's about. get off the subject of China. Let's talk around sitting around the table. All right. Come on, Joe. You can do better. What the fuck? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's right. Talk about digging a hole. Let's for talk Holy about crap. China and not these shitty, dirty, filthy little families who have to make decisions, but from paycheck to paycheck or unemployment check to unemployment check. Fuck you with a red hot poker. Sorry. And can I ask you guys a question? Sure. All Go for you. it. Have you ever had to make the choice between? getting new tires or buying groceries uh years ago yes i've definitely put off getting new tires as long as possible yeah me too and so i just want to put a point the reason why i'm asking this question Mm -hmm. is because i've been there 
I haven't yeah. been there in a long time. But what Joe Biden is talking about is really important. Because yeah, absolutely. I'm not there now. I'm not there now, thank God. But there's a lot of people in that position right now in America. Well, I'll tell you what. Trump Trump talks about rounding the corner. We could all be rounding the corner to those decisions again under his failed leadership. Yeah, it's... Well, and here, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. But, you know, to, to answer your question, I mean, we're all pet owners. We've all been pet owners for a long time. We don't have kids. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, we can empathize with people who have kids and expenses that come up and everything, but just as pet owners, right? You're feeling really good. You're finally caught up on stuff. And then boom, you're, you know, in your third, you know, twenties, thirties, forties, whatever. Um, and all of a sudden shit, one of my pets is sick and you know, it's not cheap. Yeah. You know you're looking at an eight hundred or a thousand dollar, you know, bill. Uh, you know, even more than that. I, I've heard of you know, people uh, have spent, you know, uh, thousands of dollars to get their pets better. When something like that comes your way, I mean, oh thank but no, my four oh one K is great. Exactly. Well, yeah, there's a, a couple of things with that. First of all, yeah, yeah, we have to do that knowing that we our pets aren't don't have insurance so i mean and i know some people don't have medical insurance but um imagine so that I, I, you can yeah can you imagine i have you know, your your kid actual kid is sick and you don't have medical insurance um yeah we spent probably four to five thousand uh, dollars at, at the emergency vet for our cat and she ended up dying anyway uh, I've been in that, but not that much. We have not spent that much, uh, but yeah, yeah, a thousand, you know, fifteen hundred. We've been in that position before. Um, and and Joe, I mean, you know, I, I, I old tires. Yeah. So exactly. No, no, but you're you're right though. I mean, you know, the the bald tires, the the pet, you know, taking care of you know vet bills, things like that. Joe, you you've been there before. Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I know it, it, we're all better off than we have been in the past, but there have been times where it's like you got to make these tough decisions, and the first thing that comes to your mind isn't your fucking four hundred one k. Well, when I was young and just starting out, I we, there was no such thing as a four hundred one k to begin with. Uh, yeah, right? exactly. I, I was lucky to have five dollars at the end of the. <laughs> End of the pay period, you know. Yeah, you were five dollars okay instead of four hundred one k. Five dollars okay. Snatched <laughs> uh, it away. I could but, buy a uh, Snickers bar. Sure, so. and, and when you're younger and first married and everything, it's a struggle. It's a struggle to to make it paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Naturally, you know, I'm seventy one. I'm retired, and I invested. You know, so all mm-hmm. my life we've we've saved and, and planned for that. But it's not the way it is when you're young and. And struggling, and especially if you have children. And and getting back to that health care, I'll tell you, Jimmy Kimmel did something fabulous last night. I did. I saw this in passing, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, I would recommend anybody look it up on YouTube and watch it. It's it's uh, Volt with Love, and it really was an update on his child who was born with a congenital heart condition mm-hmm. and required myriad surgery, heart surgeries. Uh 
before they even brought him home. Yeah. They showed him, like, they had to bring him home in a machine. And it, it was, and his whole point was his son is doing well. His son is growing up. And although he's ha- he still has problems and he still has surgeries to look forward to as, as, as he gets older, he has health insurance. Yeah. Yeah. He has health insurance. And and you know what? This kid was born. Born with a pre-existing condition. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is this what would this kid have to look forward to in life if there was no ACA? If Trumps mm-hmm. and the yes. Trumps of the world had their way, this child would be left adrift. He he would have oh. been they would have said first of all you used up your lifetime allotment insurance, which mm-hmm. remember there used to be a cap. Yep. On your lifetime expenditure on insurance, this kid used it up before he left the hospital. Yeah. Well, he, I you mean, know, you you asked what he had to look forward to uh, in Trump world. His four hundred one k, Joe. Yeah, yeah. His, That's his it. Four hundred one k in a grave. Yeah. And and, and the, the, you know, but, but Jimmy Kimmel's point was, I am lucky, and my son is lucky. Mm-hmm. That he's like three or four years old or whatever, and and he's he's thriving, even though he's going to have this all his life. But what would his future be, or what would he would he be alive, if yeah. he had health insurance, and now a pre existing condition, and a lifetime cap, he'd be finished, and he's yeah. four. All right. Well, uh, let's try and get a couple more clips in here before we go. I've got a lot more, but uh, we're only going to be able to uh, get a couple. Uh, we're only going to be able to put a couple more in here, folks. That's what he said. Uh, sorry. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I got to run, though, because I got a Zoom call after this with Jeffrey Tubin. I'm looking forward to seeing <laughs> oh. how that. Are yeah. Looking forward to yeah. seeing how are that. You just, are you going to be take, Lubin with? I'm, I'm just. Hey, bathroom. I'm just looking to looking forward to see how it fleshes out. Is all. Um, yeah, have <laughs> I heard bobbers. Ooh. <laughs> all right. Uh, next one uh, from the debate. Uh, Donnie tries to pivot to Hunter, and gets fact checked on his. Bullshit on the uh, China tariffs. Very quickly, and then we're going to move on to North Korea. With a billion and a half dollars from China to manage after spending 10 minutes in office and being in Air Force Two, number one. Number two, there's a very strong email talking about your family wanting to make $10 million a year for introductions. President Trump, on China policy, though, what specifically are you going to do? What specifically are you going to do to make China pay? You've said you're going to make them pay. First of all, China is paying. They're paying billions and billions of dollars. I just gave $28 billion. New sanctions? I just gave $28 billion to our farmers. Taxpayers' money. Oh! It's what? Taxpayers' money. Didn't no, come no, from yeah, China. you know okay, the taxpayers. I'm just going to break your and walk away. China paid $28 billion, and you know what they did to pay it, Joe? <laughs> they devalued their currency, and they also paid up. And you know who got the money? Our farmers, our great bullshit. farmers. Yeah, total bullshit. Wow, what a total bullshit. Yeah. Why? Oh, it is. It's, 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 it's a, a horrendous lie. Uh, the only reason why I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. Yeah. There is something called bullshit, which is called manure, and that's useful. 
It is, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't even compost Trump's corpse. I wouldn't, because I think that would poison the earth. So, um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Did I mention his corpse? Oh, wait. What did Matt Gates say about Joe Biden in the debate? I hope they kept his dental records so they could identify the body after this debate. Matt Gates. Oh, I'm sorry. Rick Gates. <laughs> yeah, Matt Gates said that about Biden. Oh, oh, wait. Did you miss this part of the debate? You, you dumb piece of shit. In retrospect, was anything about those relationships inappropriate or unethical? Nothing was unethical. Here's what the deal. With regard to Ukraine, we had this whole question about whether or not, because he was on the board, I later learned of a Burisma, a company, that somehow I had done something wrong. Yet every single solitary person when he was going through his impeachment, uh, testifying under oath who worked for him, said, I did my job impeccably. I carried out U.S. policy. Not one single solitary thing was out of line. Not a single thing, number one. Number two, the guy who got in trouble in Ukraine was this guy trying to bribe the Ukrainian government to say something negative about me, which they would not do and did not do because it never, ever, ever happened. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. I have not had, the only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. Oof. Boom. And following that up, and I'm sorry, I have to do this rapid fire because we're at the end of the show. Um, But yeah, listen to this uh, because I was waiting for this moment all night. You were getting a lot of money from Russia. They were paying you a lot of money, and they probably still are. But now, with what came out today, it's even worse. All of the emails, the emails, the horrible emails of the kind of money that you were raking in, you and your family. And Joe, you were vice president when some of this was happening, and it should have never happened. And I think you owe an explanation to the American people. Why is it? Somebody just had a news conference a little while ago who was essentially supposed to work with you and your family. But what he said was damning. And regardless of me, I think you have to clean it up and talk to the American people. Maybe you can do it right now. Vice President Biden, you may respond And then I do want to follow up on the election security. I have not taken a penny from any foreign source ever in my life. We learned that this president paid 50 times the tax in China, has a secret bank account with China, does business in China, and in fact is talking about me taking money. I have not taken a single penny from any country whatsoever, ever. Number one. Number two. This is a president. I have released all of my tax returns. 22, 22 years. years. Go look at this. 22 years of my tax return. You have not released a single solitary year of your tax return. What are you hiding? Why are you unwilling? The foreign countries are paying you a lot. Russia's paying you a lot. China's paying you a lot. And your hotels and all your businesses all around the country, Ooh. all around the world. And China's building a new road to a new ga- uh, oh. a, a golf course you have overseas. <laughs> so what's going on here? Why don't release your tax return or stop talking about corruption? Okay, now watch this. I'm just going to break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Oh, my God. Jeez. That was so good. Uh... Okay, uh, I'm sorry. I, it, we just have to do this. I, 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 we're going to go like five minutes over, 
but I got to play the next one. It's uh, Biden calls out Trump over releasing his taxes. It's so amazing. I called my accountants, underwrote it. I'm going to release them. <laughs> Under audit. I was so happy when he said it. I call my accounts. I'm under audit. Oh, I can't release it because they're under. How fucking long? A five-year audit? Right. A six-year audit? Uh, You know what that says to me? If they're still under audit, you're a fucking criminal. Whose taxes are under audit for five or six years? That's insane. Anyway. I called my accountants, underwrote it. I'm going to release them as soon as we can. I want to do it. Oh, yeah. And it'll show how successful, how great this company is. But much more importantly than that, people were saying $750. I asked them a week ago. I said, what did I pay? They said, sir, you prepaid tens of millions of dollars. I prepaid my tax. Tens over the last number of years. Prepaid Visa card. Tens of millions of dollars. I prepaid. Because at some point they think it's an estimate. They think I may have to pay tax. They so think? I already Who's prepaid there? it. Nobody told me that. Did your account? Nobody, Nobody told, told you, you what? Excuse me. And what? it wasn't written whenever they write this. They keep talking about written? $750, which I think is a filing fee. But let me oh. just tell you. I prepaid millions and millions of dollars in taxes. Millions Number one. Number two. Millions. I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. Trump you ties? Do. I don't make money from Russia. Ivanka's. You made three and a half million dollars, Joe. And your son gave you. They even have a statement. That oh, here it is. We have to give 10% to the big man. You're the big yeah, man, yeah. I think. I don't know. Maybe you're not. But you're the big man, I think. Your son said we have to give 10% to the big man. Joe, what what's that, that all about? It's terrible. All right, gentlemen, I want to ask you both some questions about, to, to talk about this more broadly. Respond very quickly, and then I'll get to my question. Why did he, he's been saying this for four years? Show us. Just show us. Stop playing around. You've been saying for four Everybody years you're going to reduce your taxes. Nobody knows, it, Mr. President. What they do okay. know is you're not paying your taxes or you're paying taxes that are so low when last time he said what he paid he said i only pay that little because i'm smart i know how to game the system come yeah. on yeah come on folks come on folks oh perfect clip to end on tonight but yeah us suckers all us suckers out here who are paying taxes you know and paying you know thousand dollar tax bills two thousand dollar tax bills whatever yeah, we're just a bunch of fucking stupid morons who don't know how to game the system. You know, when, when he said he he prepaid millions of dollars, that, that's that's going to be true for anybody who is self-employed. You're supposed to pre, uh, you know, pay quarterly what you think you know your your, your taxes are going to be, and if you overpay, you get money back, and if you underpay, you got to yeah. pay more at the end of the year. So my guess is he paid millions of dollars. Prepaid millions of dollars and got it all back except for seven hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. So essentially, uh, that was uh, bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Yep. Something along those lines. Uh, all right. Real quick, uh, Rain. What What are your thoughts on uh, <laughs> Trump's taxes? Again, nobody ever goes after this. Not 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 to the degree that we would like, but it should be gone after. I can't disagree with Bob because when we heard it last night, I was like, you know, the only people who prepay taxes are those who work for a company and then their taxes are taken out. Mm-hmm. 
And then they wait until, you know, it's time to file your taxes. Yeah. And then you get a tax refund. Sure. Or you pay more. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that, yeah. I don't... We've and, done and that. Bob is also right about... Also right about people who, you know, the, like freelancers. And, and people who, you know, they're freelancers. So they have to pay their Social Security taxes way ahead of time. Just to make sure that they come out ahead. And people who are... Um, Freelancers don't get the same kind of tax benefits that people who work for companies do. Yeah, yeah. I, you, you're right. You know, I mean, I mean, the, basically, it's a, like uh, I've done that myself. Is I overpay in federal taxes so I don't get fucking dinged at the end of the year with yeah. a, a huge tax bill. Right. So when Trump said I prepaid taxes, I was just like, you motherfucker, you are lying. Yeah. Oh no. That's yeah. My, it's no. It's voice. it's full bullshit. My beautiful Dalton voice, but bullshit. Thing about that. Yeah. I prepaid my taxes. Yeah. All right, Joe. What's your thought on this uh, before we uh, wrap the show? I'm just curious who his accounting firm is that he just called. Do we cheat uh, him in hell? Trump and Trump. I actually, <laughs> actually covered it in our clown car last week. Uh, no, it's uh, steal cash and hide. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's right. Jane. Jane. God. Ridiculous things he said. By the way, I, I, I would, I, mean, I would uh, tell all of you. I would re- release God. on the uh, the chat tonight my 1968 tax return, but um, it's still under audit. Oh. <laughs> Oh God! You can't, you can't find seriously. the napkin. <laughs> no. Oh dear. I, they're under audit. They're under audit. They're under audit. That should be a blazing headline on every cable channel, on every newspaper, every website. Trump's still telling audit lie. You know something? President said something really important. All right. Well, uh, tell us and and segue he, into yeah. Tell us and paid the taxes. Well, no, I'm saying Trump tell us what never he never actually acknowledged that he paid the taxes. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm saying uh, yeah. Uh, tell us uh, you know uh, uh, that and uh, do your parting shot, Rain. Oh my! Oh, I I I got no parting shot. I really don't. Are you sure? Because usually when you say that, <laughs> I know that. I know, I know. I do. I, just you, you guys go first. All right. So, uh, Bobber, what's your parting shot? Well, so I'm, I won't be on the show on Tuesday, but um, one of the things that uh, you know we always uh, that we should be looking at, I guess I should say, is those of us who have voted early. Yeah. Well, you know, what can we do for the people who are waiting in long lines to vote? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've thought about loading up a cooler with bottled water, maybe some, oh. some bo- you know, some, um, you know, new, uh, energy bars, Tequila. stuff like that, Go, going around to the, the polling places to see if anybody needs anything. But, uh, Sam Adams beer, um, has a program that they're putting in place. And if you buy a pizza on this coming Tuesday yeah. and then you, you tweet about it to, uh, 
hashtag democracy is delicious. For every pizza that that you buy, they will provide a pizza for people waiting in line to vote on election day. Oh, very nice. So, well, you know so that gift, gift for Sam Adams, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put the hashtag in the uh, chat. Well, next to it's not next Tuesday is a but yeah, obviously for right, people right. Who are so in so other that way they they have a week to prepare for it. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So uh, we'll pop in and give us a reminder and uh, share that on the turnips uh, page as well. We, we'd appreciate that. And you know what? In the lead up to the election, Bobber, if we can, I'd love to get you for all three hours uh, on the show. Um, you know, next week. It, it, yeah, yeah. It, or, or, you know, the week, next week, the week after, whatever. So <coughs> we'll just go for it. <coughs> sure. All right. Uh, and, and thank you. Yes, democracy is delicious. And I'll have mushrooms and onions on mine. Uh-oh, the controversial onion <laughs> topping on pizza. It's it's the, you know, <laughs> terrible. All right, Which Joe. I voted against. I voted against it. <laughs> Joe <laughs> from Kenosha, Wisconsin, because we know. And he doesn't come from Scranton. All right, Joe, uh, uh, what, uh, what do you got? And I'm looking forward to the clown car this Sunday, of course. Yeah, this Sunday. Uh, let's see, this Sunday we're... Uh, oh, yeah, we're we're uh, we're offering a new re, uh, uh, re-employment uh, agency for Trump survivors or oh, yeah? rats. Yeah. Wait, say it one more time. Uh, re, re-employment. re-employment agency no. for Trump survivors or rats. Oh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, well, uh, well, I think the A train's pulling out. Yeah. It's going. Oh. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say pull out. Go ahead, Joel. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> kudos to, uh, <clears throat> you're going to hate this, but it's a sports reference, but yeah. do you I remember, two. <clears throat> uh, uh, Laura Ingraham, what's her name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's her. <laughs> Laura Ingraham. Yeah. Uh, remember she said, just shut up and dribble? Oh, yeah, she did. Okay, well, uh, kudos to LeBron James, because he's going to do more than dribble. He has launched, first of all, a uh, an effort to open up uh, NBA facilities for massive voter uh, voting places. Oh. And has... St- and has started a website where black men who are being targeted by Russian uh, Russian trolls, okay, uh, passing uh, anti Biden uh, racist things about about mm-hmm. Biden, yeah, yeah, uh, to to suppress the male black vote, and he has initiated a, a website where you can go and check. Um, what's true and what's not true and they they keep track of the the bots and the the trolls and and uh here is a, a brilliant basketball player who's also a brilliant citizen brilliant patriot who is doing something positive more than just shutting up and dribble he's not going to shut up and dribble yeah he's gonna he's gonna show you how democracy works so kudos to lebron james and the wonderful work he's doing to uh combat not only uh, 
voter suppression by the Russians and and which are targeting black men. Yes, but also making sure that that there are plenty of voting centers open uh, through the NBA. So, well, I got to tell. Thank you for bringing that up, Joe. That's fantastic. And uh, seriously, Akron, Ohio, be proud. Uh, of LeBron for what he's been able to do uh, for for democracy, and not just that, but seriously, watch the Borat the Borat sequel because <laughs> what Joe is talking about here, it's it's kind of featured uh, in um, in that film. Uh, but yeah, I the, I have a parting shot finally. Yes, yes, there you go. All right, Rain, what I is your parting like shot? I would like some thoughts and prayers for Mitch McConnell's hands. And oh legs. gosh, he's got shell rot. <laughs> <laughs> he's so got some please, kind of rot, rotting from the inside out. I I think he's got some serious heart and and you know um, cardiovascular issues. Well, but can we just if he, if he's got that much bleeding under the skin, they're going to be cutting his hands off before long. Yeah, do you need a band aid, dudes? Well, uh, let's let's not read too much into that because I've I've known individuals who are on blood thinners who have uh, uh, issues with this that. Why, but this is why I'm not trying to be too snarky about it. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 you know, yeah. I mean, there are people that I know that are on blood thinners, uh, but uh, seriously, McConnell, uh, his hands, his face. Uh, yeah. There so- and oh no, there's no medical issues to worry about. Really? What were you doing? Fighting Rocky? Well, I think there's breaking news on that. I think they're saying now that he he flipped over on his shell in the middle of a highway. He got run over. So, <laughs> oh <laughs> gosh. So, yeah, it was uh, terrible. Yeah. yeah. I just I think like it was an electric an electric Hummer you know, ran him over. He might have grandchildren. Well, you know, he has a family. Everybody has a family, and you know, I don't and wish him. I don't wish him. It doesn't I, look well, guys. It doesn't I don't, look well. I mean, I understand geez. where you're coming from, but that that is, uh, uh, you know, I've known people on blood thinners. I know two currently who are on blood thinners my, who have. My grandmother was on blood thinners, and you know, yeah. my sisters have worked in nursing homes, so I'm I'm literally I'm not really joking that much no i understand what you're saying but i am but i he doesn't look well and i would like for him to get well i really would senate oh yeah i'd like him to get defeated and go and convalesce and do what he needs to do with his wife and his family um but yeah uh, you know he he yeah you know he's lying if he says there's no underlying underlying medical condition that would cause that yeah, because lying. I've seen that kind <laughs> of thing lying. before. I've seen that kind of thing before. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it might not be fatal, but it's not good. You, you have to attend to that and denying that there's a medical issue is, uh, is dangerous and awful. Uh, so but I'm anyway, not when I say my thoughts and prayers with Mitch. Oh McCullough. no, I, I, I really believe you mean that. I believe you. Um, uh, but anyway, we got to wrap the show up right now. Thanks, everybody. Uh, check out Geeky Gals and Guys this Sunday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Radio for Humans. Turn out the night. We'll return with the Tuesday crew, 7 to 10 p.m. as well. And, of course, check out Paul's Memory Bank, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 
every Monday right here on Radio for Humans. And you know what? Folks, we got to stop this crazy man. Come on. Come on, folks. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) And he doesn't come from Scranton. Keep yapping, man.